Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 125 of Thirst and Goal. My name is Franny. Across the table for me is Ben, and we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe, and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. Yeah, no need to go anywhere else for your NFL news or your whiskey, bourbon, scotch, and beer reviews. Franny, how was your week this week? It was a long one, Ben. For some reason, this week felt like a very long week. See? It, it, Finally. It, it, I, know, a long I know, I like, know. It's all the overtime been, you've been putting in. I've been putting in some extra overtime. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I uh, know this week, I mean, even the last week I was putting in some overtime. But I mean, this week, for some reason, really dragged. What about you, Ben? Well, I'm learning that, you know, a year and a couple months without taking a vacation, it just feels like one long day like eventually it just becomes like this weird routine where you just do the same thing week after week after week after week with no break so i'm just looking forward to uh memorial getting day. Uh, next week at yeah, least we getting, get an extra day off get a day off and then maybe try to plan something for later this summer to get yeah. the hell out yeah you've been of los for, angeles you've been planning for a while and i'm not sure if yeah. i'm able to join you well yeah we'll see we'll <laughs> see if i get my ticket to isla Scotland, you might have no choice. You might force me to join. I, I will force your hand. <laughs> I will force your hand into meeting me at the Balmore Distillery. Uh, Franny, speaking of distilleries, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking uh, some of the Noble Oak, just like last week. And I've been drinking this for the last couple of weeks, actually. The Noble Oak, Double Oak Bourbon Whiskey uh, with a little bit of uh, Canada Dry Oh, Canada see Dry that? Club soda. Name brand it's shit. Name brand. It's not name like the, brand. It's not the Kirkland signature. No, no First Street. Or First First Street. <laughs> you know, it's Canada Dry, Ben. I can't And uh, also a little bit of Coke as I well. I can't even remember some of the store brands. <laughs> Food Club from yeah. back east. <laughs> some of the what, store brands. Uh, one Up or is it Plus One? Or what is it? The Target one? I don't even know what that one is. Oh, I know. They actually arrow. have the best label, though, I think, of yeah. all the store yeah, brands. It looks a little generic. It's better. Yeah, better than the First Street. First Street. <laughs> Which is like Smart and Finals, I think. <laughs> what about you, Ben? What are you drinking? I am drinking, uh, Frane was nice enough uh, in his travels either today or yesterday to pick me up a little bottle, actually a large bottle, of Raffles Gin. It's a product of Scotland. It is a nice, nice gin. I've tried this before we started the show tonight. It's clean. It's light. It's refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's crisp. This is a really solid summer gin. Just the right amount of botanicals in there. I mean, it's really clean and bright and and just refreshing. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked at how good it actually was. And it's not too expensive. I mean, you know, the regular price is about twenty one bucks. And well, I mean, you know, for gins in general, I mean, they're not that expensive. I mean, for twenty to thirty dollars, you think I drink them? Twenty to thirty bucks, you can get a pretty decent gin. And this one, you know, was on sale and it had some good reviews. And uh, you know, one of the reviews said it was a refreshing summer gin. And I'm like, you know what, this is perfect. You know, obviously tonight is not that warm. Uh, but, you know, the summer months are just around the corner, Ben. I'm sure next week's probably going to be around 80-some degrees outside yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah. A little chillier, but I figured this particular gin is perfect for this time of year. Absolutely, yeah. When he said he was going to get something that's a little on the cheaper side, I thought he, I'd be getting a, a bottle of, like, Gordon's they do. London Dry they have Gin. That. They have, like, the 999. Or some beef eaters or something. But it's funny because it's, like, 999. It's, like, 1.75 liters. Yeah, it's like, exactly. What, what the hell? What, what kind of spirits do they use 
you know, for nine, you can't even buy gas like that much gas for nine ninety. Yeah, exactly. Almost. Gas like four fifty. <laughs> I had to get gas for Sonya today. It was like they were like out of regular, out of the out of the the uh, the plus. All they had was super, and it was like not everybody has an electric car, Ben. Yeah, you know? that's true. I'm like, what? I'm like, I didn't even know what gas cost. You're just filling up slowly on the driveway right now, as yeah, we speak. Exactly. See that? Trying to help the planet. Sorry, Elon Musk. I'm not sure how much it helps the planet, but it's definitely you don't have to buy gas. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. We're 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 helping. I'm, I'm helping get from zero to sixty in three point two <laughs> seconds, which is the real reason you buy an electric car. Friday. What are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there we have our feel good story i love that feel good you're story. gonna love this one is it a, is it an eagles player it is oh okay. it is. don't read gonna... ahead oh I'm, I'm not reading ahead I'm this not is a good one ahead. i want your i want your actual reaction to this one and we have our stat of the week ben what's our stat this week our stat this week i have actually a couple to choose from oh, okay All i right. think we're gonna go through the top running backs in the league last year right. and get Friday's opinion since the philadelphia eagles have all of the running backs in the league yeah, on their roster right now. Ten starting running backs. But we're going to go through the top running backs of 2020 and see what we're going to look at next year. And we also have our beverage of the week. And it is the Hudson Whiskey. Ben, this is right down the street from you, right? Yep, I mean, from your neck of the woods, not too far away. Literally where it's probably about 300 yards from the childhood home of my first love. <laughs> Huh. Literally. And uh, we did try the rye. Uh it's been a few months now, but that was that was a, a very good offering from uh from Hudson Whiskey. And uh, this one also has some high reviews as well, some stellar reviews. So, you know, I can't wait to try that. And we also have our beer of the week. Did we have our shot of the week? I don't think I mentioned that actually, but our shot of the week is before the, the brown. brown of the week. And in honor of National Vanilla Pudding Day, we have some delicious sweet shots, Ben. I know how much you love these sweet shots, and that's why I keep bringing them week after week. Yeah, because I'm going to have to say that I, I really like sweet <laughs> shots, and then we'll get nothing but spicy shots moving forward. Yeah, but it's it's much easier to make uh, sweet shots than it is to make a spicy shot. You know, because spicy you shots... You just need tequila. Cholula. Yeah, I know, hot but sauce. it's always the same thing. I mean, at least with this one, Vodka, slightly different. Cholula. <laughs> It's slightly different. And uh, for our beer of the week, uh, we have another uh, sour ale, Ben. We have been drinking these uh, sour beers for quite a few weeks now. I think last week we had an IPA. Before that, we had a sour. The week before that, we had probably had another sour. Uh, so, you know, probably on the podcast the last six out of seven weeks or so, we've had some nice sour ales. This is another one, and this is from Avery Brewing. This is uh, another offering, actually. We've had Avery Brewing in the past. I can't remember exactly the last uh, offering that we had from this particular brewery, uh, but I can't wait to try this sour ale. We have become fans of this, and it seems like sour ales are really coming up, and they're becoming more and more popular, yep. and I think it's because of our podcast. I think that is the reason people are going out and buying these things. Of course. is because All they the hear li- us. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, wow, if these guys enjoy it, they really know what they're talking about. There must about. be something to it. You can't be all IPA all the time. Because exactly. there's so many, and they start kind of tasting all the same. Whereas, you know, with these sour ales, they're kind of new to us and and you know there's there's uh you know definitely different flavors that you can kind of get from each and every single one and for sure uh, and uh to finish up the show ben we have a little bit of housekeeping yes 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 indeed yeah i like these sour beers avery yeah. brewing especially now this Boulder, time of year colorado this time of year it, they're perfect you know they're refreshing yeah. uh they're not you know overly sweet i mean some of them have a little maybe that sweet sort of lemony flavor to them but a lot of them have that nice little sour 
Exactly. Refreshing. Exactly. Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben. NFL news. Oh, Franny, we got a busy week of NFL news, at least for the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles this week. Star defensive Ryan Kerrigan, four-time Pro Bowl edge rusher Ryan Kerrigan of the Washington football team, Mm -hmm. the all-time sack leader for the nation's capital. Announced his past money that he is signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Kerrigan, 32, was a first-round pick by Washington way back in 2011 and played the first 10 season of his NFL career for Washington, racking up 95.5 sacks, 147 quarterback hits. He started just one game in 2020, played 38% of the team's snaps, by far the lowest of his career, but he still had six sacks Mm -hmm. and five tackles for loss. Kerrigan has 13.5 career sacks against Philly and tied uh, with the Dallas Cowboys for the most sacks against any one team. Kerrigan joins a defensive end rotation in Philadelphia that looks stout. Mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, and Josh Sweat, who should be fully healthy. Yeah. I really like Josh Actually, Sweat. Actually, Josh Sweat, I mean, when he was healthy, he, he was good. a beast. Uh, he'll be playing a new defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who is expected to ask the lineman to read and react more, in contrast to former D.C. Jim Schwartz's constant attack style. Uh, Franny, what say you about Ryan Kerrigan? The enemy becomes the friend. Uh, yeah, I know. Seriously, right? Uh, no, but I mean, at, at 32 years old, I don't expect a ton from him. I expect him to sort of play the same role that he played last year, uh, with the Reds, with the Washington football team. Um, you know, so even if he doesn't play full time as, you know, sort of a rotational player, I expect him to perform well, even if he gets four sacks, whatever, as, as long as he goes out there and makes some sort of an impact on the field, you know, he's not gonna be one of our best players on defense, but you know, when we need him to fill in that role, I think he's going to do that just fine. At 32 years of age, you can't expect too much from him, but a good pickup for the Eagles, and we're taking away one of our division rivals' players, and I like that too. Yeah, for sure. And and front, I mean, that defensive line, I know you got problems in the secondary, and you'll be the yeah, first yeah, to yeah. tell everyone that you I have problems every, in the secondary. I think every Eagles fan will be the first to tell you that. But that line looks stout. I mean, yeah, that no, line looks look scary. Look good. You know, I mean, I mean, even Brandon Graham's a little bit older now. I mean, Cox is a little bit older now. Uh, you know, Kerrigan, a little bit older now. But, you know, if these guys can rotate. Yeah, 32 and, and, is the new 22. <laughs> Well, yeah. 32 is the new... I, 32 is the, the new, new 22 if you're not a football player. <laughs> but when you're a football player and you're 32, you're like 42. It's more like the new 28. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I expect him to perform well. I mean, he was injured obviously last year, but even if he's fully healthy, I don't expect him to be, you know, on the field 100% of the time. Uh, but if he can even play, you know, 35% of the snaps and he's just out there just to rotate, you know, and, and, and let other guys rest, you know, that, that's still pretty impressive numbers that he had last year playing so few snaps. And I think he is... Um, on on the I was gonna say the Redskins again. I mean, it's just it's just hard to break old habits. Yeah, right? we keep saying yeah. Oakland too. <laughs> yeah, Oakland, I know Oakland, exactly. Oakland. Uh, or even San Diego Chargers. Yeah. that's something that we keep on saying. Um, but I mean, I think he has the most sacks in team history in Washington. Oh, that might which, be true. Uh, which is which is pretty impressive. Uh, you know, he's had a he's had a stellar career, but I expect him to be a great rotational player for the Eagles, even if he does play. Just about 35% of snaps. Yeah, especially down the playoff stretch. And the mm-hmm. Eagles will be in playoff contention. Uh, Well, in a terrible division like that, we might be. Exactly. Friday. Are you ready to move on? What do you think, though, Ben? I like it. I like this. I, <laughs> I like, like this. It. I like it. Because the defensive line is a strength, and you want to build strength on strength. And mm-hmm. the defensive line is a strength of the team, especially with Josh Sweat, who I am a huge fan of coming back fully healthy, I hope, and playing a full season. In that rotation, as Franny mentioned, you've already got a couple of guys that are getting up there in age to allow him to spell some players, and especially if he can stay, you know, at 100 percent or near 100 percent 
coming down the stretch run. I think this is a great, great pickup for them. He's mm-hmm. a high quality guy, high character guy. He's got a huge, you know, fast motor, and he just knows the, you know, the game of football, and he understands his reads, and he understands how to react to yeah, the offense. Reminiscent of uh, what's uh, Howie Long's son. What's his name? Chris Long. Chris Long. Yeah, I mean, he like he, it's a similar, similar, uh, yeah. similar role. You know, also a little bit older, experienced, high quality guy. You know, character wise, and uh, yeah, so I mean, it's a similar role to that. And he performed well, and he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Let's see what Kerrigan. Do. Yeah, exactly. And why not take that strength? I mean, you, the strength, the one strength the defense has, and build on that. So you know, it's going to take some pressure off the secondary. That's going to be a little bit weaker. Hopefully, the quarterbacks. The opposing quarterbacks have to get the ball out mm-hmm. a little bit because faster. Because the secondary still sucks. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you know, another year opening, you know, first game of the year, you might be surprised at what they're able, uh, Nick Sirianni and company are able to put together on that defense. Yeah. Are you ready to move on? Let's move on now. <laughs> what do you think? No, I didn't ask you. What do you I, think? I didn't ask you. It's not fair. You only get my opinion. I don't get yours. Uh, I guess because it was the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, next up, finally, Aaron Rodgers. Again. The diva. On the podcast. Once uh, again. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It, it was Russell Wilson earlier. Yeah. Now it's Aaron Rodgers. As Aaron Rodgers' standoff with the Green Bay Packers goes on. Hot takes are coming out from many people. That group now includes legendary Packers general manager and NFL Hall of Famer Ron Wolf. Speaking about quarterbacks such as Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson trying to make a change to their careers while on the long-term deals, Wolf dropped the diva tag. <laughs> Sam Marchdale of 247 uh, Sports Reports. We have a lot of divas playing in the league right now, Wolf said, in an appearance on the Big Show Network via Pro Football Talk. I fail to understand that all these guys have long-term deals. I can't believe the game has changed that remarkably. Franny, what say you? I know Ron Wolf's a little antiquated in his thinking. He's sort of stuck in a different era. Uh, but it's nice to have somebody finally call these guys out who get yeah. giant deals and then say, I don't want to stay here anymore. Yeah, I mean, to me, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, you look at the... At the NBA back in the in the nineties, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't have guys trying to team up with one another. You wouldn't you don't have you know Larry Bird calling Magic Johnson, calling Michael Jordan, be like, hey, let's team up, let's 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 uh, put a team together. Yeah, like they Thomas do, and Michael Jordan, like they, they, they do, always wanted to play together. Yeah, exactly, like they, like they do nowadays. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's when you had actual like real rivalries where yeah. guys hated each other, and that was so much fun to watch. You don't have you know Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron James teaming up on one team and you know coming together as best friends. You know, you want these guys to. Just have that sort of animosity towards one another. Yeah, we know Bill and Beer and the Bulls hung out all the time. Yeah, which is why, which is why Ben. I know you don't like uh, uh, Curry <laughs> because you you hate his soft style of basketball. Yeah, I hate a style of basketball that wouldn't. But I do respect the w- fact that he, he wouldn't asked, have been as big a stud as he was to move on. I mean, he's he's got that that core of Draymond Green and 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 Clay Thompson there. Uh, it, Thompson was hurt. Or? No, he's been not hurt the last yeah. couple of seasons. But he hasn't asked to move on to a different team where he can team up with different guys. You know. I mean, he Golden hasn't, State he hasn't taken his talents to the South Beach exactly. and then to Golden LA State and then is, back to, or to Cleveland and yeah. then back to Golden then to LA. State is his team. He understands that. And he just he's happy with his situation. I mean, he makes a ton of money, obviously. Uh, but, you know, he's he hasn't he's not like LeBron James or I'm, I'm not going to say Anthony Davis also, you know, probably communicated with LeBron James KD. on the phone. And well, oh yeah, I'm not even ca- talking about Durant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Durant. Harden. Dur- Durant. Harden's is, only made the one stop. Yeah. Durant but, is like. 
pretty much like Aaron Rodgers. He is he is a diva, <laughs> even though he acts like he's not a diva. Um, but I mean, it is true though. I mean, you, you have these guys that make all of this money and they're on these teams and they're like, they call each other, they text each other and they're like best friends. It's like, you want to hate the guy on the other side of the ball. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. fucking annoying. Yeah, you know? watching, the, watching uh, a documentary on the Jordan rules, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit and the Bulls back in, you know, the er- those early series, that was fun. The, I mean, obviously that, you don't want to see a player like that who's actively yeah. trying I to mean, hurt people. Magic Johnson... Magic Johnson didn't like Larry Bird. I mean, he didn't yeah. like him. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't like Larry Bird. He didn't like all those Isaiah other Thomas. Yeah, I mean, he had. But his in team. fairness, no one likes Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, it, it seems like nobody really likes him. Yeah, it seems <laughs> that's, like that's, that's, <laughs> that's why he wasn't on the dream team. I mean, who knows? Maybe, Except the maybe New York Knicks who hired him and yeah. gave him, you know, millions and millions of dollars to screw that team up even worse. Yeah, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, I, I mean, his diva mentality. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's kind of run its course. It's getting kind of annoying. I think a lot of players in the league are kind of annoyed by it. You know, even Tom Brady wasn't like that. I mean, Tom Brady did his thing in New England and then he kind of moved on. It's not quietly. Like, yeah, he moved on quietly. There, there's much, you know, too much noise there, but he won six championships in New England and said, "You know what? I want to try something new." He did. A lot of guys wanted to come over and play with him, but that's not his fault. I mean, you know, those guys, I don't I don't I mean, other than maybe uh, Antonio Brown, maybe he was texting back and forth with Antonio Brown, but it's not like he was, you know, texting these guys. I mean, there was a really good team built in yep. Tampa Bay already that he went to. Um, but, you know, he wasn't like just recruiting guys actively and telling them to come over. They're just like, you know, we want to play with this guy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, notwithstanding uh, Deshaun Watson's troubles with the law, I, I would take him off this list uh, because he was on a, he was on his rookie deal. He had no choice but to sign his first big yeah. contract. But so, also, so, but Russell Wilson had a choice as to whether to sign that second contract in Seattle. He signed it. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers had a choice whether to sign that third contract with, with Green Bay, and he signed it. But they're on good teams, though. Like, they're already on teams that can compete for the Super Bowl, and they want to move on for some reason. Yeah, because of this magical mystery team that exists out yeah. there, this new expansion like the, team that has that has you know, all-stars at every position. Like, everybody wants to go to Las Vegas Raiders. Why do you want to go to Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, maybe because it's in Vegas. Maybe. I mean, if you get, maybe. If you, maybe. You know, it'd be nice. I mean, we'll it'd be get nice. to that if we talk to the Players Association. Yeah. And, you know, when you're off half the year, you know, maybe you want to live in Vegas. I, that's not a bad you're place to go. you're bitching and moaning about working six months a year. But, I mean, you're not going to win over there. You know, I mean, the, Russell Wilson with the Seahawks is in a much better position. Oh, God, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is in a much better position, even a better position than Russell Wilson. I don't know why he's complaining, why he's bitching and moaning, why he wants to leave. I mean, I've kind of soured on Aaron Rodgers, and you know how much I love well, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he, it, much like Ron Wolf, I mean, the Green Bay Packers do have that antiquated way of looking at things. They're team first, not player first. You know, they, they, they built the organization to be a long-term success story. It, not a short term, you know, take a shot to get, you know, to win a Super Bowl. Not like the dream team, like you were discussing in Miami or LeBron coming over with AD in LA or every, every, yeah. everyone in their brothers, sisters, uncles, cousin going to play with the Nets. You know, it's, it's, that's not what Green Bay does. They're not going to, you know, take one shot and bring a bunch of guys in, blow up the salary cap, put themselves in a bad situation two, three years from now to go and do that kind of thing. They're not going to trade for Julio Jones, even though we're going to talk about that. And uh, there's some talk that Green Bay, is interested in potentially uh, making a trade for Julio Jones. I don't think they'll do it, but that's that's who the Green Bay Packers are. You're you're built to be successful year in and year out, mm-hmm. and you just have to catch that lightning in a bottle and get to the Super Bowl. And they've had many many opportunities. Last year they had an opportunity to get past the Buccaneers. In fact, the game was close. It was with eight points at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. In the fourth quarter of that game, they had a chance to get to the Super Bowl. I don't know what. Magical. I mean, def, the Denver Broncos, which is one of the teams he's thinking about, uh, or yeah. allegedly, you know, another it, like, why the fuck would you go there? Unless team? Tom Brady gets in, a, you know, has some accident and is hurt, and you, he ends up going to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what team it is that's out there 
that would put him in a better situation. He has the best receiver in the league. He's got a stronger running game going into next year. He's got a decent defense. You know, he's set up. If Tampa Bay suffers some injuries, if there's some issues with Tampa Bay, if there's some issues with uh, Seattle, if there's some issues with the Rams or potentially you know, another team that has potential to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC, they could be set up nicely to do it. But where, but going to Denver or Vegas or especially in the AFC, know, I mean, you want to leave the I mean, NFC. The NFC is a, is a weaker conference now than the AFC. I mean, the yeah. AFC is stacked. Yeah, there's eight really good teams already. It's really just in the, the Bucks. AFC. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, in the NFC, it's it's basically you know, I mean, the Bucks are the top dog in the NFC, and everybody else. Yeah, we'll see how they perform. But in the AFC, there's eight yeah. really good teams, and and anyone and four like, of them are in my division. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you have you know you have uh, you know you have the Bills. I mean, you have the Steelers. I, I mean, it's like Chiefs. It, the, the Chiefs are the Chargers. Yeah, but the Chargers. We'll see. Tennessee. How they, we'll see how they do. This. Miami we'll potentially this year. Yeah, Jacksonville potentially yeah, with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, okay. Maybe but they could yeah, all I think be that's ve- a reach. But they could all be very good. Cleveland, yeah. Cincinnati, Cleveland sure. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Baltimore. I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there. And when I say that it's just the Bucks, I don't mean it's just the Bucks and everybody else sucks. You don't even but I mean, he's Colts. on a par I mean, with everybody. The Colts might actually yeah, the perform Colts well. Could be, the Colts could be good. Yeah. Uh, but he's on a par with all the other teams, right? I mean, the Bucks are the top dog. I mean, you're looking at Seattle, the Rams. There's some other teams in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys, potentially, I mean, if the, Dak Prescott plays The Saints plays well. are off the board. The Saints you know, are off the board. The entire NFC East is off the board. And he's on a par know? with all those other teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Packers are no worse. In fact, they're probably on a par or better than most of the other teams that aren't the Buccaneers. So I don't know if he goes to the AFC, he has literally no chance. Hear that bottle open. Mm-hmm. He has no chance if he goes to the AFC. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just don't understand. It. I he, mean, if it's leverage, you're trying to push the general manager to do, you know, it's not going to work in Green Bay. It may work in Seattle, you know, it may work in some other places, but it's not going to work with the Green Bay Packers because they're looking past Aaron Rodgers already. Mm-hmm. They're looking to to long term success to build a solid franchise that competes year in and year out. That's what they do. They don't get to a couple Super Bowls and then just sort of fall off the map for a decade and a half. That's yeah. not who they are. Yeah, I mean, you're, you, I mean, he's 30. They're more like the Steelers in that regard. He's 38 years old, but he's not Tom Brady, 38 years old. You no, know? he has, and he's had a, a longer and more, more voluminous injuries. injury mm-hmm. report. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, sometimes when he runs out of the pocket, you wonder, is he going to come up limping? Is he yeah, going to like exactly. run out of the game? I mean, it looks like he's about to run to the sideline and be like, you know, like, you know, is he going to do his Kobe where it's like, oh, my arm, oh, my back, oh, my leg. Like, make sure every fan in the arena Everybody knows, has to knows know that. that he's hurt yeah. and he's playing through put it. Put a cast on me. Yeah, but, you know, I can't, I can't get through the game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this three. <laughs> Wheel me out of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put me in a wheelchair. Yeah. Get me out there. Paul Pierce, that was disgusting. Oh, Paul Pierce. He's doing some TV now, right? He's doing uh, TV somewhere. Or did he get fired? I think he was. I think he was. I think he probably got fired. I don't know what he said, but I think he he did get canned for an LA for a, for a guy from LA. I'm though, glad I, mean, I don't for, know what he said. You know, for an LA guy though, too. I mean, I you know I shouldn't hate the guy like I do, but I mean, just what he did in, in Boston. Yep. that's just ugh, disgusting. Yeah, it's ridiculous, disgusting. But following up on that, we had a little bit of drama earlier this year with Russell Wilson. But meanwhile, in Seattle, Pete Carroll did what the Green Bay Packers are not able to do. Pete Carroll said recently about Russell Wilson, "It seems like old news to me." Uh, this talk, uh, this talk, or uh, talk about this because it's been such a long time. Carol said Friday during an appearance on the Rich Eisen show, the little bit he said carried so much air time that it became bigger than life throughout the whole process. Russell, we've always been connected. We've always been talking. We've, we've not never not been in communication and we weren't at all in this time either. God, I can't even read this. A couple things that came out 
got magnified and the question came out and there were a couple things. Okay, Pete Carroll, form your words. He was frustrated uh, when he was talking, just like any of us can sometimes emphasize something that's on the top of our mind and it can be played differently than it really played itself out. <laughs> We've had a really good off season of working and there has been an ongoing media discussion that I did not take part in. John Schneider and I did not. We refused to be a party to that and Russ did what he could once he saw it happening to stay as quiet as he could because it was going to play and have a life of its own anyway. What it amounted to was, I think, refocusing, making sure that we were on the same page, making sure we were clear that we could withstand any of the scrutiny that come towards us, and we did that. Well, mm-hmm. Pete didn't. there's a lot of commas in there, so I apologize, folks, for stumbling through that. Uh, but, Franny, it looks like everything is reunited at last, and it feels so good in Seattle. It seems like it. It seems like things have quieted down. How did they do that, down. you think? Because that was a uh, mess earlier this yeah, offseason. I, I, I think Russell Wilson maybe came to his senses. And you realized know. he's playing with a great coach and a great team and a great city and it, he has great receivers. Exactly. And a decent defense. I think it I think it finally dawned on him. That he, and, that he got a better team than Aaron Rodgers, and this guy's complaining too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think uh, you know, you know, things just appear to be normal now, yeah. you know, over there in, in Seattle for him. Yeah, and I'm I'm not disappointed you know, because obviously I, my wife loves the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, although I, you know, I can't help but, you know, the the American in me is rooting for some crazy drama where Russell Wilson gets <laughs> traded to the Miami Dolphins for six draft picks. Uh, but it didn't happen, so I'm happy for Seattle. And it looks like they were able to sort of, you know, right the ship. with you know, And they didn't have to do much. Yeah. They only had three draft picks. They took one offensive lineman, a receiver, and I can't remember. I think they took a running back or somebody, mm-hmm. or maybe a defensive player. But I mean, I, I they didn't have to do anything to make I would have taken offensive linemen all the way across the board. Yeah, one, you, know, you don't need a receiver. Tackle, tackle guard. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, your, your receiving core is is solid. Yeah. I mean, you don't need an extra receiver. Tenth I mean, in the country in the 100 I mean, if they, had, if they had like seven picks, okay, you know, grab a receiver. But you only have three picks. Why grab a receiver? The receivers that you currently have there are pretty solid. Maybe a maybe a tight end. Oh, you they know, actually, they like, did take a receiver. Yeah, they did take, yeah, a, they receiver, did yeah. take a receiver. So, I mean, like. Uh, a little guy, too, like Lockett. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's not too many little guys like Lockett. Lockett's a whole different level of little guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But at least they gave him a contract. Yeah, no, and that was very smart of them. But uh, no, I mean, you know, it seems like things have quieted down. Maybe he uh, found Jesus once again. And, uh, <laughs> it is, is walk in closet yeah. that's bigger than my house. Yeah. I know. It's, <laughs> it was like a. Go forth 20, into the desert and build like a 5,000 2, square foot 2, house. 2,000 square foot, you know, walk in closet where, you know, like he has shoes that are like color coordinated. <laughs> I decree you shall have a pool house that's bigger than the average person's house and an Olympic sized pool. I decree it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Jesus never said anything about being humble, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was definitely not, definitely not something that he talked about. Definitely not helping the poor and all of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, always, always act ungrateful for what you have. I think that yeah. was the message. When I was in church, when I was a kid, yeah. the message I always could, came away with is be petulant and ungrateful. Mm-hmm. That's like my mother really preached that into my head. And that's how I ended up this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go, my son, and find a very wealthy wife and yes, be wealthy exactly. yourself. Yes. Follow the Tom Brady route. No, but I mean, he does good things for the community. I mean, don't get me wrong. He He did win. He did win the Walter Payton Man of the Year. No, no, I mean, he actually does a lot of things for the community. I mean, we have these feel good stories, and I'm sure there's a ton that we could talk about just with Russell Wilson as as, as the guy giving back to the community, not only to his own, but I'm sure in in Seattle as well. Uh, So, I mean, he's he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the drama coming out of Seattle, that's why it was very surprising, you know, with his sort of of personality and his character. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy that's going to complain. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, it does seem like he could be sort of that diva yeah. drama queen. Oh, type definitely. Of guy. I've been saying yeah. it for a long time. 
Oh no, you've been saying it for, and I haven't. It's not that I didn't believe you, or I didn't think. Yeah, it was, you but know. you kind of rubbed it back in my face. But I, Aaron Rodgers, this greatest no, but I'm ever, saying, that no, but best he, quarterback I mean, in my in that I've ever seen. Blah, he, blah, he, blah. he probably is. I mean, just the way he goes about his business on the field, he is one of the best that I've seen. Except for when you got three chances to get the ball in the end zone from the ten yard line, you know, and then if it's but if you had game a fourth you can't chance, get in there. if you had a fourth chance, <laughs> if had, though, if only if only it was Canadian football, if it was if had, if, uh, if, <laughs> if only, only on the, he played in the CFL <laughs> on the fifth down. Trust me, on the fifth down, they would have got it in. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but speaking of, I mean, but you know, these these things can you know snowball. Remember, you I mean, we were speaking a lot of basketball tonight. You remember what happened with the Bulls at the end of that run? Mm-hmm. You know, with Jerry Reinsdorf and all of the shit that, you know, essentially they weren't going to renew Pippen, they weren't going to renew all these other yeah. guys, and that team just exploded, and they probably had a championship or two left in them if they had kept that team yeah. together. And you've seen teams sort of implode, you know, just based on rifts between the front office oh, and, and some of their, and the Lakers. Same thing with the Lakers. As well, and it shouldn't ever get to that. Uh-huh. But probably because you got a lot of male egos in the room, mm-hmm. you know, it, it turns into a bigger mess than it needs to be. But speaking of the NBA, the Lakers yeah. were able to squeeze into hey, the playoffs, hey. but they're. I think uh, and my Knicks the betting odds, are playing the Atlanta Hawks. I think, I think the betting the four odds, seed. Yeah. I think the betting odds though have the Lakers as number two in the West. How could that be for Did winning? Did even play in that game? Actually, no. It's not, his not, not only in the West. I his think line the, didn't look particularly impressive in, in that the NBA game. in general. I think in NBA in general, not, not only the West, but I think they're a second. Uh, they're the second favorite to win, win it all, even at the, as the seventh seed, because well, now they do have LeBron. They have everybody back healthy, ready to go. I mean, they're still. AD looked. He didn't look great in that playing game. Yeah, he's, he's still. Um, you know, he's still a little injured too. You know, he, he's still working his way back into shape. You know, back into form. Uh, he needs to work a little harder, a little faster. No, but he had a double double. I mean, in that yeah. game, it's like it's like oh, you know, double double in today's like, in today's you know, NBA. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He had, he had a double double. Whatever. LeBron James double, had a triple double. double. I mean, double you know, double's not a real thing you know, anymore. Once, once Dennis Schroeder. You know, also comes back completely from injury. Is he bringing the piano? <laughs> does, does he play the piano? No, I don't know. Schroeder from Peanuts. Oh, oh, is that, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe he plays the piano. Maybe that's yeah, something yeah, he plays it. Plays it to Formosa maybe, in West Hollywood on Saturday nights. <laughs> maybe that's something I didn't know about Dennis Schroeder. I don't know. He plays at the Derby but, in Silver Lake. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure maybe he does play the piano or or the saxophone or the Dresden. Or sorry, he plays at the Dresden in Silver Lake. <laughs> well, Dresden, he is from Germany. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and, and we have to give a shout out to both New York teams being in the NBA playoffs. Both the New York, yeah, Knicks Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and came the back Brooklyn and Nets, beat. both in the playoffs. I was, I was actually, I don't usually root for Boston. Come I was, on, I was, I was rooting for Boston to beat Brooklyn because that is that team that that's that Aaron Rodgers team right there. That's where the every, Lakers with AD. Like, Huh? What are you talking about? And they, and, oh my God! <laughs> and, and all the other and Carl uh, Malone and Gary Payton and everybody else. I mean, I know they didn't win, but the yeah. Lakers have attempted okay, this okay. on many occasions. But I mean, okay, that is true. But you know, Pau Gasol. <laughs> I mean, they have no. But Pau Gasol came later. Okay, that was that was that was that was a whole different story. And that that was a team that was sort of constructed not with guys that were texting each other back and forth. And and trying to put a team together, yeah. that was just but you know Lakers, Kobe was the there. Have, the they made are, a the, smart the, trade. The Lakers are never wanting get, for the best player in the league to want to come and play for them. Well, I mean it's the Lakers. Next year man. it'll be Steph Curry. It's the two years, three years from now it'll be Steph Curry. You know, it's like there. the Yankees. I mean, the, I'm sure people want to go play for the Yankees. Of they want to wear, they want to wear the pinstripes. Well, you yeah. want to wear the purple and gold. Well, they should. You know, the two best franchises in sports probably in terms of winning percentage. <laughs> yeah, and championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, this is but it's it's not like well the Nets have too many players. Yeah, and there's a couple that I don't like. Yeah, and I just don't like Durant. 
Durant. I'm not is, a huge fan of Durant. I'm not a, not a big but fan I can't of Harden either. Yeah, or Steph Curry, but that's a whole different story. I don't know why. I mean, Steph Curry is a generational talent. I like Steph talent. Curry as a human being. I just don't like that that style of play. You know, in terms of anyone, I just the, the, hitting the, the, a three pointer from him. He's a, the, I mean, like to the, be one of the greatest shooters, like Kobe, probably the greatest shooter of all time. You don't Kobe, like that. Well, I don't like the fact that he's able to play inside and outside and not have to worry about getting hit or hey, getting Steph injured. Curry. Steph- Jordan had to play inside. Kobe early in his career had to play inside. Kobe had to get beat up. Jordan had to get beat up. Uh, Steph Curry deserves to get beat yeah, up. Kobe was 6'6". I mean, Kobe's a pretty big guy. Jordan's but he got also beat pretty up big down guy. in the paint. Steph Curry's a little guy like me and you, Ben. But he got Kobe had to take what, his. What take he his, does? Jordan had to take his licks down there. He, he but he did. But they were also you know bigger. Stronger players. Whereas that's Steph Curry, the point. Steph Curry back then wouldn't have even ventured into the paint like that. Well, he doesn't venture into the paint like crazy. He, well, he could just like I'll shoot this three pointer from thirty five feet out and hit it. Yeah, what did he hit like forty some percent? Now, even even in that loss. Yeah, I mean no, he's he, I mean he's been amazing this year. Actually, he's, he's the MVP. Oh God! <laughs> All right, are you ready to? To move on. Go Knicks. Yeah. Go yeah. Knicks. Yeah. They're going to beat no, the Hawks. They got their first series against the Hawks. All of a sudden, you're a Knicks fan, Ben. All of a sudden, you're a Knicks fan. Well, I, you know, I had to retreat away from the Knicks. They hired so many terrible front office yeah, personnel for, all, all of those for out 35 there, years. This is an NFL podcast, but the NBA playoffs are just starting. Just so, starting. You know, and there's not that much you know, crazy NFL. But you NFL saw news. what the Knicks did. with bringing in Isaiah Thomas and Dole and all the rest of the guys that, that they brought in there in the front office. No, no. I, the, the Knicks, I, you know. The, I'm, the I'm gonna, terrible decisions they made for like yeah, three decades. I don't hate the Knicks. The, the Knicks, I do not hate that team. I, 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 I wish them all the best. But all of a sudden, though. Yeah, but you it's, be have like, become it's like being a, a Detroit become Lions an, fan. I mean, eventually you just got to be saying, I'm done. I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm moving on. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, and I, that's be, what I, I. You got to respect the that's Knicks when fans. I, I emigrated to the Lakers, <laughs> and now that the Knicks appear to be riding the ship, I'm going to give them a chance to get back in my good graces. Yeah, but you but saw how badly the Knicks I'm were managed. Sure. They were managed terrible for your entire adult life. Um, no, actually, no, not no. I mean, in in you're well, the, well, well you're in, old in, enough in, to in, actually in, know in, what basketball. Okay, was. in my in my teens. Okay, they they were. Uh, you know they were they were pretty decent. In, well, okay, in maybe 90s. not maybe not teens, <laughs> preteens. Um, you know, in in the mid nineties, in the late nineties, you know they they were they were a solid team, except they just ran up against some really good Bulls teams, and you know, and, and, and then it just was a it, they fell off a cliff. You know, ninety nine two thousand well, after after, after ninety nine two thousand, yeah, they've been they've been a shit show ever since. But you know, I it, mean, if you if you get into a meeting with Isaiah Thomas, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna hire that guy <laughs> and let him ruin my team. At one point, we had like six guards in the starting rotation. Well, not in the starting rotation, but on the team, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, we you, you can never have enough guards. Like the Eagles can never have enough running backs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's only five players on the court at any given time. They they can't all play the same position. Yeah, it's, it's like a <laughs> six foot two center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, finally, next up, more Eagles news. It's Eagles, Eagles, Eagles tonight. Uh, veteran Philadelphia Eagles Zacherts did not report to the team's voluntary minicamp this week. Yeah, who goes to that anyway? Amid ongoing trade, it's voluntary, rumors. Ben. Uh, voluntary it's in the name, voluntary. <laughs> Yeah, it shouldn't be voluntary. <laughs> Urch is entering the final season of his contract. The schedule earned $7.75 million in 2021 and is coming off his least productive season in the NFL was injured. with 36 catches and 335 yards and one touchdown in 11 games. He played 11 games. He was seen as a prime candidate for a trade heading into the <laughs> offseason and reports in March indicated that the deal was imminent, but nothing happened. Ertz was said to be increasingly impatient about a move. A short time later, and his absence from the team's work indicates his desire to move on has not changed. Franny, what say you about Zacherts? What are they going to do with this with this situation? They're going to wait until June, post June, to trade him. I mean, if you can get I, I, something for, for him, I mean, if you can get something for him. him, if you can get something for him, go ahead and trade him. If you could get some good returns for oh, him, well, why do you think they're dragging but, this out? I mean, I don't know why he wants to leave. 
He wants more money. He wants to. I mean, more, but he's, he, he's, he's under contract. He wants right to go now. play with LeBron James. He's under contract. He wants right to go now. play with with KD yeah. and Harden. But he's under contract right now. You're under contract. Play your contract, and then you know deal with that shit afterward. If they can trade him and get a good return for him, then let's do it. But if the Eagles can't get what they think his value is is right now, then I I wouldn't trade him. You know, stick with the team. Play out your entire contract. I mean, you got Goddard. You got Ertz. I mean. You know, that's two great yeah, tight ends Rieger that you have. And Devontae. Uh, Devontae. No, as, as far as, you know, just as far as the, the tight ends. Oh, the tight ends. You know, so, you know, I, I don't see why he wants to leave. I mean, obviously, in that in that division, as bad as that division is, they can even make the playoffs this yeah. year. You know, Although so Dak Prescott's setting up to be comeback player of the year. Well, I mean, I, I wish Listen to me now and believe I, me later, but we'll be sitting here next year saying... Dak Prescott is no. the comeback player of the year. And right? I wish him, I wish, actually, I do wish Dak Prescott all the best. As you do. Much, you want, as you much, want him to come back and much, play well and win the division. And... As much as I hate the Cowboys. There you go. There's a shot. As much as I hate the Cowboys, I respect Dak Prescott. Well, and we're I'll 36 take a shot. minutes in. I figure we needed a shot. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a shot. But I do respect, and that's, I'm saying something nice about um, the Cowboys right now. And that, that you know, obviously warrants a shot. But, um, no, I do wish him all the best, and if he does come back and he is, uh, you know, the comeback player of the year, best luck to him. Oh, good lord! What? Uh, I'm I mean, not gonna, that was, was going to say that about Joe Burrow. I mean, that was a pretty terrible injury. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow, I hope Joe, Joe Burrow comes back, plays a couple games, gets hurt, and okay, okay. Get, get, misses okay. the rest of the season. Oh, oh, but I mean, once your leg, <laughs> once your foot is hanging off your leg, you kind of feel bad for that guy. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't hanging off. It was. Oh, you know, look at that. Look at that video. It, it, was, it was the it sock. Wasn't, it wasn't a compound it's a fracture. Good thing, I don't it's a good think. thing that sock was tightly knit. But he because, didn't have a compound fracture, did he? Uh, he had to compound everything. It I don't was, think it broke the skin. Oh, you should you should take a look at that right, video. You I'll should definitely take a look at that video and see. That his foot was barely hanging on by a thread. You know, if he wasn't wearing those Nike socks, if he was wearing like the Kirkland signature, yeah. then his foot would have came off. Yeah, that's true. Well, they are thicker, but they're just not as strong. Yeah. Let's do this shot. Well, cheers to you, Ben. And this is our punishment shot. And that's why we are taking this tonight. Uh, if I do say anything negative about any team in my division or anything overly positive about a team in my division, then I take a shot, sort of a drinking game. Uh, and that is the NFC East. I take a shot, but if Ben, if you say anything negative about a team in your division, which is the AFC North, then you take a shot, and Sonia, who is not on the podcast ever anymore, <laughs> eventually one day she will join us. If she says, says anything negative about a team in her division or her very own team, which is the Seattle Seahawks, then she takes a shot. Yeah, let's get some music for Franny's Cheers. favorite player. Hey, watch that video again. I love you, Dak Prescott. This is Franny coming to you from the Thirst and Gold podcast. Please have a good season. I don't want him to have a good season. I just want him to come back strong, not be hobbled by that injury. Because when I saw that happen on TV, I felt terrible for the guy. I mean, I'm sure everybody felt terrible too. for the guy. Well, I like Dak Prescott. No, I mean, you're just not supposed to like him. No, he, he no, but he's he's a he's just a a, a high character guy. You know, he's he's he, he's not like he's not a diva. Obviously, he made forty million dollars, but uh, yeah, his his agent made sure that. But they yeah. handled the negotiations in yeah, the right they way. They didn't the, handle yeah, it in the public. Say, I want to leave. Arena. I want to leave. I don't want to be on this team, even though it's a bad team. It's not even a good team. Please I mean, trade it, me. Hey, yeah. Can I get? It, can, can you find me a masseuse on yeah. Instagram? He's just. <laughs> can, I want. I want I mean, thirty-eight. I, I want to trade. Do I think he's worth yeah. forty million? No, I don't think he's worth that much money. Can you get me you some masseuses contract? from across state lines to come in here, please? <laughs> I want more money. Give me a trade. Yeah, see, he didn't. He hasn't done that. He hasn't done that <laughs> <laughs> on his crutches. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't do it. 
but settlement discussions are coming. Uh, but Zach Ertz, I mean, do you? I mean, do you want him back? Do you want? No, I mean, Zach Ertz is one of my favorite Eagles players of all time. I just don't yeah. know why they. I don't, I don't know what deteriorated I don't, I don't, this situation. I don't know my infatuation is with tight ends for the Eagles. Uh, but you know, I mean, you know, like Brent Selleck is still like my my favorite player for the Eagles, and you know, Zach Ertz definitely one of my favorite. Only players. because Gronkowski. And, and there, there's a lot of tight ends that have been on a lot of good Super Bowl winning teams. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, uh, you know, Brent Selleck, uh, he was he, he was there his entire career, never complained, never made a peep, never. I mean, he made money, but he was never like a high paid guy. But he just went out there and performed 110 percent every single time. Travis, Kelsey. never complained. Travis Kelsey, another one of those guys. Super Bowl uh, but winner. But for Zach Ertz, you know, I mean, last year he was hobbled by injuries. Obviously, um, you know, Z- <laughs> Wentz didn't have his greatest season, holding onto the ball for way too long. I'm sure yeah. he probably would have had a few more receptions. I think he's still running around the pocket. Yeah, Probably he's, he's still like wondering. Who Frank Reich trying to get him off the practice throw, field. He's just you know, running around. In my circles. first read, Zacherts isn't there. What, 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 where should I go? Wait, yeah, where, what, what am I going to do? do? What am I going to do? Goddard, Goddard's pretty big too, especially but, uh, with the number changes on the uniforms. He's yeah. not going to know where to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just look for eighty-seven or eighty-eight. <laughs> I'm going to throw it right between those numbers. He's like, I can't throw a number five. He's a quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but I mean, Zach Ertz, uh, you know, obviously if he does move on for the Eagles, I wish him all the best. He was never um, a yak guy, but great hands, great hands, and also never the best blocker, but, you know, great hands. He was almost like a like a tight end wide receiver for the Eagles. Yeah. And, you know, he had... He was man, like the like, Marvin Harrison <clears throat> of uh, tight ends. You know, three or Stop, four, drop, three or four great career, I mean, great uh, uh, seasons, you know, where he had... What, around a thousand yards, yeah. you know, receiving. So that's I mean, why I don't understand why the relationship yeah. deteriorated the way it did, especially with the uh, turnover know. in staff. Yeah, I mean, if the issue was the staff, you know, the coaching staff, mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have given him an extension. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, we are pretty strapped for cash right now in yeah, Philadelphia. You just got to get creative, like the Steelers. You know, you got to they, they get creative, but the Steelers are like cash. the wimpy approach. You know, I'll <laughs> gladly pay you, you know, five years from now for you know a tight end today. <laughs> All right, Friday, you're ready to move on. Hey, let's move on, man. Next up, Julio Jones. Rumors of a potential deal have been bubbling for weeks, but on Thursday morning, the Athletics' Jeff Schultz officially reported that the Atlanta Falcons would like to trade star receiver Julio Jones for a combination of reasons, including Atlanta's precarious salary cap situation, Jones' advancing age, he's 32 years old, and the Falcons' own acknowledgement that they're in a more rebuilding phase than a contending one. Schultz reports that Jones' availability on the trade market has been clear almost from the time new general manager Terry Fontenot and head coach Arthur Smith landed in Atlanta and realized the extent of the team's salary cap problems. I'm surprised they were able to get out of the airport. The Falcons didn't take a quarterback in the first round or any round this year, once again giving credence to the thought that Ryan is still in Atlanta's future plans. Thank you, Franny. Although we've seen with Matthew Stafford and Sam Darnold, things can change considerably in a year. The Falcons also gave him a tantalizing new offensive option in number four overall pick tight end Kyle Pitts, who is a huge stud at the tight end position, who head coach Arthur Smith could line up anywhere. Barring injuries, Atlanta's offense should be one of the most productive in the league, and Ryan with potential security in his job would be the catalyst for that. Uh, Jones is set to draw a base salary of $15.3 million in 2021 and $11.513 million during the 2022 and 2023 seasons because he just signed an extension year before last or last year. Uh, any team trading for him needs to be able to fit the former first rounder onto their books with minimal, minimal salary like, cap these, gymnastics. Do these back offices, do they have no foresight? Like, do they, do they, like, it seems like a lot of these guys that want to move on signed an extension like a year before, two yeah. years before, like, he wasn't 31 last yeah, year. Sh- yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Like, does, and they gave him a four year You don't deal, get younger. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like, oh, he's 31. He's not going to be 32 next year. Like, do they not? No, see he's just going to be 31 and, and, you know, ad infinitum. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be, 
It, it, it doesn't make any sort of sense. And also, I wouldn't I, if if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I wouldn't say I'm in rebuilding mode right now, especially in that. Yeah, that was a. Uh, they're in a division now where the Saints are not the same team without Drew Brees. You know, they have the Panthers there, who you just don't know what to expect from that team. The only strong Sam team, Darnold. the strong team in that division is obviously the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're the strongest team in the NFC. I, you know, there's still Arnold. they still have potential to make the playoffs with the current team that they have assembled. And their defense is not bad. Their defense is not bad. And uh, I mean, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me that they would be in rebuilding mode right now. You're in rebuilding mode without Julio Jones, but with Julio Jones, you're a contender yeah. to at least make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they should keep him. I mean, especially yeah. in that division. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I know that they have salary cap issues, and they will in the future. But I, I you know, I just don't see it. I mean, but I know that the. Uh, right now, the Patriots, 49ers, Packers, and Ravens are interested. And today or yesterday, Julio Jones says he wants to, if he's going to be traded, he wants to go to the Pats. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. Yeah, can you imagine that with those <laughs> tight ends they've got over there and that yeah, receiving I, core I, I know, and but, Julio Jones? Yeah, but who's your quarterback? I mean, is it going to be all, Cam Newton, Mac Jones? Yeah, I know. But I mean, those, I mean, I don't know about Mac. I mean, Jared Stidham. Mac Jones, I'm not sure how great Mac Jones is going to be. Cam Newton, uh, he's, got we that, saw, he's got that Tom Brady physique. You know, we saw what Cam Newton was able to do last year. I don't expect to be much better this year. Uh, so, I mean, going to the Pats, I don't get it, especially with the Bills over there, Miami coming up, you know, the Jets, you don't know what to expect from the Jets now. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see They're why. They're all hanging would... out at Zach's I, house. I, I, They're I, all I, Zach Wilson. He had everybody over for a, I, I think... for a meet and greet with his mother at his house. Hey, that's kind of nice. <laughs> well, know, she cooks dinner. It was for a really weird, you know, video, piece of video. It was clearly made on purpose. But man like, boob. Are these man guys boob. really, like, man these, boob, these, these guys don't really, I don't think these guys are hanging out together, but maybe they are. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't see why he like why Atlanta wants to move on unless they could get a lot of return for him. I don't see them getting a lot of return at 32 years old for a wide receiver. I mean, he's still the Packers still, should great. be. I mean, that's but I think that's the kind of thing that Aaron Rodgers is talking yeah. about. Yeah, trade away Man. a couple draft picks, Vontae Adams, Julio Jones, and bring uh, in. That's the kind of thing that he wants them to do is mm-hmm. trade away a couple draft picks and try to make a run next year. And it's the kind of thing that the Packers rarely do. But I hate to say I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side here. I think they should. You know, especially in the NFC, I think they should they should be willing to to trade a first and a third, and maybe some later round picks, a bunch of later round picks, to get Jones if they can pull that well, off. Well, I think I think a first rounder is that's expensive for Julio Jones at this age. He's the best receiver in the league. Damn he's, close. He's not the best, but I mean, you he's know, up there. But at thirty two, yeah, he's still up there. He's he's up there in age. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's up there with Devonte Adams. And, well, Devonte Adams is a little bit younger. And Michael Thomas. I mean, Devonte Adams. He's up you know, there with those guys. Uh, you know, uh, stats wise, you know, Devonte Adams is arguably well the it, best. He, but he's essentially Aaron Rodgers is Zach Ertz too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, when, when the receiver, th- when a quarterback throws to you one out of every, you know, three plays. But I wonder how he would be on another team. I mean, Devonte Adams is obviously Devonte Adams, the Devonte Adams that we know right now with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks. If he was on another team, would he still be that guy? I mean, we I know Julio know. Jones. But Julio Jones, I think, would be. Julio Jones would definitely be, yeah. But I'm, I don't know if I would give up that much draft stock on Julio Jones. Maybe For maybe, a one-year run, Maybe man. a couple of second-rounders. One or two-year run with A couple Green of second-rounders. But also, I don't know what their cap situation is either. Green, uh, Bay. Green Bay's tied up against the cap, but I, think they still, could, but I think they could fit him under the cap. That's a lot of money right there. Moving some stuff around, give, maybe sign Rodgers to a longer-term deal mm-hmm. and push some of that signing, you know, add that to signing bonuses and, and out years. What's and Antonio Brown doing? Give him a voidable year. What's Antonio Brown doing these days? He's at Tampa Bay. But is he is he there? They sign him? They he's going to pass his physical, but they're going to sign him. Yeah. They're going to sign Antonio yeah. Brown. And they're going to get to the Super Bowl. And they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. And fuck Antonio Brown. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there we go. We got to do is. a shot. That, 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 that was another part of the drinking uh, game agreement right there, Ben. If you see anything negative about Antonio Brown, 
then you take a shot. You haven't said anything negative about him in a long time. Actually, it's been a lot of positive. I love you, Antonio Brown type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I like Antonio Brown now. But I had <laughs> to say something to get a shot. I, I mean, I, I think that he did the right thing. Where's your shot glass? I think he did the right. Gummy dick. Don't fill it up too high. Gummy dick, Antonio I think he Brown. did the right thing in in Tampa last year. He behaved himself. He performed well. Wait, you, he performed well in the Super Bowl as well. Me. He performed in the Super Bowl very oh, well. <laughs> and... He you know, really and well. he shut up, he and he hasn't, hasn't done anything in the offseason except settle lawsuits. <laughs> but those lawsuits, you know, they were filed before. You, gotta, you have to settle those things. They don't. They, yeah. You know, eventually, you have to settle them. Yeah, exactly. But I think you know he's doing the right thing. Cheers. Cheers. Was that too big? <sighs> I was big. Jim Beam Vanilla is disgusting, folks. Just in case you're wondering. You know, tonight, I mean, because it's a little cooler outside. It's about 61 degrees right now. It tastes better when it's chilled. Ah, uh, it it tastes a little bit better. Although I do have a cough, uh, cough drop in my <laughs> mouth, so it's probably cherry cough a, drop, a little bit of uh, and, and vanilla. You, I mean, you can really taste the saccharin. Is that the fake? Yeah, uh, you can really you can taste, really, you can the, taste uh, the stevia. In there. It's almost like uh, you know, like a, a diet um, Coke or a diet Pepsi, where you get that sort of like pinch. That's kind of like and that, that aftertaste. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's in there. Mm. But so you wouldn't trade a, a bunch of boatload of picks for. Uh, Julio Jones. I mean, if if I am the Falcons, I would want to keep him. I would try to keep him there somehow. I'm not, you know, like I'm, I'm not sure what their plans are for the future as far as sending other guys. But this year, with the team that they have right now, I'd make a run. I I would just keep Julio Jones and see where things go. I mean, because you know, Matty Ice is still there. You know, their defense yeah, I mean, is, is I, solid. I honestly and, don't understand and, why they would. I mean, I know and their, the cap their division, their division is worse this year than it was last year. So, but there's ways around the cap situation with, you know, renegotiating contracts. And I mean, there are ways around that. I, I just don't understand why you would take that kind of a weapon away from Matt Ryan if you're, if exactly. you if you're made the decision already that you're going to stick with Matt Ryan if for gonna a few be, more years. If you're going to rebuild, because he's 36, if he's yeah. got three or four he's, years left, exactly. Matt Ryan. Exactly. But that's that, it. So mm-hmm. why not give him a top tier receiver for at least a couple of those years? Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. I would, I would I would just keep them there and and because if you're if you're in rebuild mode then you're, you have to be looking forward to what kind of quarterback you're gonna have for the future. Right now you have Matty Ice and you have Julio Jones. Stick with those guys and see where yep. things play out and see how it plays out. I agree. I agree. Ready to move on? Mm-hmm. All right. I got uh, I got Jimmy Hoffa sitting across the table from me, so I think we're probably gonna argue about this particular line item in the agenda. Uh, but apparently the <coughs> NFL Players Association wants the players within the collective bargaining agreement to work nothing more than 16 or 17 weeks out of the entire year. Uh, but this is from Pro Football Talk. At, for, at first blush, the NFL Players Association effort to get players to not volunteer to show up for voluntary workouts seemed destined to fail. And uh, for some would say that it has. Given the percentage of players who are showing up and participating and in light of the intense pushback from agents regarding the notion that rookies would stay away. Uh, Agent Harold Lewis, who spoke out directly to the union about the expectations that rookies wouldn't show up for voluntary workouts, repeated his concern in comments to Ken Belson of the New York Times. He said, when you're talking about rookies, whether it's the first pick or Mr. Irrelevant, to tell them not to show up, I don't understand it, Lewis told Belson. Adding that it's complete insanity for rookies to stay away from voluntary minicamps. It's problematic for certain veterans in compromising positions like Broncos tackle Juwan Williams, who just got cut. He left the Denver facility on the recommendations of the Players Association, suffered an injury while working out on his own, and was cut with a non-football injury designation, and now has to file a grievance in hopes to recover some or all of the almost $9 million that he's already lost. The truth is that the union secured concessions one at a time. The the Colts scrapped multiple OTA weeks 
and canceled the mandatory minicamp, the Eagles did the same. The Bears dumped 11-on-11 drills and 7-on-7 drills. Other teams have have made changes, too. This figures to be a multi-year effort by the union, with players either taking advantage of the ability to boycott non-mandatory sessions or using it as leverage to persuade teams to do less during the off-season program. As more and more teams make changes, other teams may become inclined to do it. Collective bargaining remains at the heart of this negotiation. Although the owners don't care if the players show up for voluntary off-season programs, the owners have the existence, duration, and intensity of the programs in their cash of potential concessions. Eventually, the league will try to get the NFL Players Association to agree to an 18 regular season schedule, ga- a schedule which I say they should. Uh, Reductions to the offseason become, let's just o- play 82 games, become you know obvious let's, inducements let's for play such four, a deal. Four times a week. Yeah, uh, well, twice a week. <laughs> if teams individually start making those reductions on their own in order to get players to show up for voluntary drills, those teams become far less valuable uh, those turns become far less valuable when a league is negotiating on behalf of all of them. So even if rookies show up and even if players like Jawan James should have, the reality is that the union's approach quietly is working one team at a time. In order to tell the whole story about this effort, that angle can't be ignored. Finally, what say you about the Players Association trying to strong arm these guys into not showing up? Jawan, will you? Jawan? Uh, James already lost $9 million. They're telling rookies who have no experience in the NFL not to show up for mm-hmm. voluntary minicamps. What the hell is the union up to? I don't, what's, I mean, how much are their union dues? I wonder, because this, I mean, the union shouldn't be more is, than 10 bucks. I mean, this, this, this union is terrible for the players. I mean, if you're a rookie, I mean, just imagine if you're just, you're just a new employee on the job and your boss calls you and asks you, and you're still on probation. And your boss calls you and asks you, hey, can you do some overtime for me this weekend? If you're fresh and you're new on the job, you fucking show up for overtime yeah. to show that you're willing you are being to go paid. that. Yeah, exactly. You're, 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 you're going that extra mile. You're not mile. saying do it for free. No, no, not for free at all. I mean, these guys are, I mean, $9 million. That's not free at all. Uh, but I mean, if, if you're brand new to your job, you want to show that you're there and you're willing to work hard in order to either play or work or whatever. It doesn't make any sort of sense. I'm not sure why they're telling these guys not to show up. Yeah, the season. Let's just go through this rigorous work schedule for NFL players. Just this amazingly rigorous yeah. work schedule. Now, let's remember the games that the, most of the most of the players end their seasons in December at the end of the regular season before the playoffs start. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to work again unless they're in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl in February until May 7th mm-hmm. when they have rookie mini camps. May 24th, they have OTAs and mandatory minicamps, so they've been off since December. They're showing up to work on May 24th, most players, for the OTAs. July 15th, they have long-term extension deadlines. Uh, They have training camp 15 days before the preseason, and that's usually sometime in August. And then August 5th, they have the Hall of Fame game on September 4th, uh, or September 5th. They have practice squads assembled, and September 9th is the first game. So these guys have from the end of December until May to not yeah. do a fucking thing and get paid millions of dollars, most of them. I mean, well, yeah. the, but don't the, show the big up. thing. But the don't big, show up. But but what is, well, I mean, I, I can't, I, I understand, a, you know, boxers don't fight every two months because they're getting yeah. hit in the face. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of training like, in between. Like there's they, a lot of training Why is the union trying to water down the league, <clears> make it make the make the product less viable, less exciting on the mm-hmm. field because the the less practice they have, the less fewer drills they have, the fewer actual contact practices they have, the product on the field is going to suffer. Mm-hmm. I get it. Veterans that have been in the league for 10 years probably don't have to show up and do yeah, all of these. That I understand. But for God's sakes, you're off five months a year. Yeah. Yeah. What, you're, what else even you teachers get less else, time off than football players. What else? Are you, but yeah, but teachers aren't paid millions of dollars either. I mean, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me why they're telling these guys not to and show it, up. And people are losing money. And they're mm-hmm. telling rookies not to show up. Yeah. 
people yeah. that have never seen a field in the NFL. They can't get to know their that are playing more games than they would have in college. In college, I mean, the season is much shorter. In the NFL, you want to be prepared, especially now with the longer season, you have an extra game, an extra week. You know, the 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 bye. I mean, you know, the Eagles don't get a bye week until week fourteen. So you have a lot of these guys playing more than a season than they would play in college. They're not going to be prepared for that. And another thing, if you're not in in that physical condition that you should be in to play those games, you're going to have more injuries from these rookies that are just not used to playing these extended seasons. It doesn't make any sort of sense to me. I mean, you want these guys in shape. They're already off five months. Have these guys come back, play their rookies. Like you said, you know, some of the older veteran players. I mean, I understand if they don't want to show up because, I mean, it's like a box. They've been hit in the face many times, just like a boxer. I mean, they have, you know, lingering injuries. They're older. These rookies, they're young. I mean, they can, they can ha- definitely handle, yep. you know, these practices and, 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 you know, whatever the hell, like workouts or whatever they do. So, I mean, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I get it. There, I mean, there's been injuries during camp. There's been teams that broke the yeah. rules and had to get fined because they have contract drills and they shouldn't have contract drills. Uh, so, I mean, it, the, the, the offseason program should be, constructed in such a way where rules are followed and contact and injuries are minimized. So I understand where the players association is coming from, but continuing and continuing to send, it looks like the, the players association goal is to not have any real contact on the field mm-hmm. until a couple weeks before the season starts and then play the season, get your paychecks and then don't work for five more months. Mm-hmm. I, I don't quite understand it. I get it. If you get injured during these mandatory practices, you're, you, you still get paid. But if it's a season-ending injury or a career-ending injury, you're you're getting paid with what you have on your contract, and that's mm-hmm. it, because the contracts aren't guaranteed, and the pension isn't as great as it should be. But what do you think the players' association? I mean, why? I mean, the NFL is the most popular sport in the United States. It, it, yeah. it, it has the more viewers than any other sport. It makes more money than any other sport. Why? And the, the less prepared guys are, the less interesting the product is going to be, and the, then you're going to lose viewers. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it benefits the players at all. I mean, you know, to tell just, a rookie not to show up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're, you know what? You know, you, you just you were hired recently. We um we need guys in the office, but we don't want you to show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. And make you got Juwan James. He wasn't practicing. He was just working out. Yeah, he was actually doing at what he the should. facility. No, but he was doing what he should do. He was just like, working oh, out. That bench isn't good. Go to the bench <laughs> at your house and do your bench press at your house. Don't do it over there at the facility. It's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't make any sort of sense. I mean, who? I mean, who is the head of this union? You know, I mean. Oh, it's a, they, they do have a bunch of players that uh-huh. uh, that that staff the union as most. I mean, they they do have lawyers and 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 trained negotiators, but they mm-hmm. do. Have, I can't remember who the president is, but you know Sherman. You know Richard Sherman's one of the guys. Yeah, on but the whoever union. whoever does the longshoremen over yeah, here in get LA, the teamsters I mean, get, get, negotiate you, this contract. Those guys will find the best fucking. Contract They'll have an eight for you. game season, yeah. <laughs> 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 and you'll be off for seven months. <laughs> it'll be one game every three weeks, and it'll be well, actually no, it'll be it'll be eight games and in, in like. 25 days every and you'll be week. off the rest you play of the every year. other week yeah and you'll be <laughs> off like for six months uh but i mean what do you think about the 18 game season at that the, the, i mean it's i told in this, you it's in the currency i told you they have the ability to get it up there to 18 games i told you i mean one you know once we add one more game they're gonna add more and more and more we're already at 17 I, you know but 18 I, is a good number i think that's a i think that's a, the right number i mean it's, it's, it's it, a nice it is, even number it, it's a, it is a nice even number it's it's a nice number so that the cowboys could go nine and nine it is perfect for them because uh, now it can go either, you know, uh, uh, nine and eight or eight and nine. Yeah. It's, it's not a nice, you know, 50 percent like, you know, 
Uh, yeah, the 500 yeah. Yeah, yeah, out just, of the, your the vocabulary is, now. It's completely gone. And I was so used to the Cowboys going eight and eight every exactly. single season. All right. But, that's a half a <laughs> shot. That's a half. We'll give you a half a shot for that one. I mean, I like the 18 game season. I don't really have any problem with it. I know you don't think that it's a good thing for the players, but they just have to figure out a way where all of the teams, all of the teams are are balancing the workload for the players in a way that's fair so that they're not getting, you know, in, you know too many injury concerns. Uh, you know, I just don't understand this players association. I can't. I mean, why don't you start with guaranteed contracts? Yeah. Like, why don't you well, start I mean, with the things that actually impact? Start with you know, um, you know, maybe healthcare after they yeah. finish their career and a decent pension. Because you're like, you no, know, once, don't show up to your voluntary minicamp where you don't have to do any, you know, actual contact yeah. anyway. Once their career is done and they have health issues. There's nobody to take. I mean, obviously, whatever they made in their career is what they use, you know, for uh, for any, you know, long term health care. And not everybody's Gronkowski is yeah. not going to spend the money. Most of the guys spend all the money. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, not not as many guys make as yeah. much money as Gronk. Yeah, that's true. But they don't handle their money particularly well. Yeah, but for for long term health care, a lot of these guys don't get it. That's and why I say, like, the the, 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 the the thing that people should do during the draft is when they have the video of them in their basement. You know, the player that gets drafted should look to their left, look to their right, and talk. see those people and say, I'm never going to talk to any of you people again. This is the, If you're not my brother, sister, mother, or father, I am never going to talk and to any of you guys again. Maybe you don't want to talk to some of your brothers and sisters either. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially if you have a big family, maybe you're closer brothers and sisters. But it's like, you know, get in, do what you got to do, save your money, don't piss away your money. And you know, get yourself in a better position. But this, this is just you know, nuts to me. Like it's on, nuts to me. They can be on Cobra. Like, yeah, exactly for like fifteen thousand dollars a month until they're on Medicare, and what? a lot of these guys' careers end at like thirty-five, yeah. Wait, or even that. earlier than that. Even so, then for concussions, like let's see how much 30, uh... thirty years until you get on Medicare. See, <laughs> see, Anta Blue Cross. Okay, so you've had ten concussions. <laughs> uh, okay, oh wait, you had three. Bro- okay, your spleen uh, was ruptured your, at one point. Uh-huh. Let's see, we could get you insurance your, for 14. the needle went into your lungs. That is fourteen thousand a month. Sound. Does that sound fair to you? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it, to me the union is just they're they're taking the wrong approach. I think they should yeah. be concentrating on guaranteed contracts, guaranteed health care, and a, a, a pension that actually takes care of players in a way that will will set them up for some decent standard of living for the rest of their life. Most of these guys play five or six years. Not you know, even. Not even. That's five or know, six years. They should, is a they good should at least have some pension. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys are out of the league in a few years. You know, most of the majority of the guys are are you know the the guys that we hear about the big name guys. They're uh, they obviously, you know, are there for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever longer. But a lot of these guys are in and out, and you don't even hear about them after that. I mean, you have the guys that you, you know, like, um, uh, like Carryon Johnson. I mean. He could have been out of the league, you know. I mean, the Eagles obviously yep. picked him up, but I mean, he had a couple of like a, a good season or two. He could have. Been I always like Carryon Johnson. Yeah, but I mean, he, he he his career could have been finished if yeah. somebody did pick him up. I mean, there, there's a lot of those guys that have had you know decent like few seasons, and then they're they're pretty much gone. You don't hear about yeah. them, and you know their their health issues that they have beyond the NFL, they they're not taken care of, and instead of the union forcing these guys not to practice, they should be focusing on you know keeping these guys healthy. You know, obviously the NFL is always preaching, you know, how they're always watching out for players' health and safety, but they they do absolutely nothing for them. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and I work for a union, and our union is way better than this union. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's not how much you work, it's how it's it's the conditions in which you do work and how they take care of you after you're done working. Mm-hmm. And those are the issues I think the players association should be focused on, not on costing people, you know, nine million dollars 
because they decided to do a bench press and a couple squats at their house rather uh, than at the facility itself. Healthcare is expensive. Or yeah. or if a lot of these guys, you know what, take the money that you made in the NFL, move to Europe. You'll be taken care of. You know, move to Denmark. Play in the Turkish league. Move to Denmark. <laughs> oh, no, that's or, basketball right yeah, there. Yeah. They, have, yeah. they pay a lot of money in Turkey. Actually, you know, Turkey, Spain, you know. They, they pay a lot of money. Maybe Greece, too, even. Yeah. Didn't didn't uh, Iverson play over there for a minute? I don't think so. I think he played for Italy or... I don't know. I, even, even was the, it Iverson? Even Somebody the Chinese did. league is coming up. Yeah, that's where the money is. You know, maybe maybe it'll... But the NFL or the football hasn't really taken off over there. Yeah, the but way. I mean, just, just move over there, buy yourself a house, become a citizen, and you get free health care. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be all. It's gonna be like they're gonna have a new province in Canada. Yeah. You know the N the the NFL the NFL province. It's just gonna be a bunch of NFL players living in Saskatchewan, getting, <laughs> getting, getting free healthcare and signing balls. Yeah, I would. Hey, if I mean a retired NFL player not getting any help in the U.S., move abroad. Yeah, exactly. you'll get free healthcare. Yeah, Vancouver's nice this time of year. Yeah, you know. actually, Vancouver's nice any time of year. Yeah, actually. Yeah. But uh, funny, that's it for the is NFL it, is that news. It? That is, is? we're already only an hour in. Only an hour in. Uh, what's next up on the big board, Frank? Next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, thank you all to our new listeners. We truly, truly appreciate you guys. If you're coming to the show new, we really, really would like it if you'd stick around because you're going to love the show and love what we bring to you each and every week. Uh, another shout out as well to our longtime listeners. Don't want to forget about you guys. You are the backbone of the show. So thank you all so much for listening week after week since 2018. We have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web, and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a union coworker, or a non-union coworker, a stranger. NFLPA. Just, yeah, NFLPA. <laughs> you give them a call and let them know that we've got something to say about their negotiations. We should we should probably be the head of the NFL Players Association. <laughs> well, no, because you'd have it down to like a 12-game season. Me? Yeah. 16 is fine. You'd have like, you'd have 16 like, is fine. You'd have like concussion protocol like every 10, like I, every I mean, five minutes. The league makes billions and billions of dollars. They can take care of these guys. They can. I agree. Uh, that's your homework assignment, everyone. Tell someone about the show. Uh, you can check us out on all the podcatchers in the universe, but you can also find us on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music as well. So thank you all, new listeners, and the folks that have been with us for a long time. Thank you all so much. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our feel-good story. All right, folks. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our feel-good story. All right, and we are back with our feel-good story. And it's an Eagles play, right, Ben? It is indeed. Oh, yeah, there's that lead in music. Love that. Yes, Franny, there is an Eagles defensive lineman that you have probably never heard of before. I have not. Brandon Bear, ex-defensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Former NFL defensive end Brandon Bear saved a man from a flaming semi-truck minutes after it had been struck by a train. 
This according to East Idaho News. Bear said he was driving on Highway 20 in St. Anthony, Idaho on Thursday when he saw a train plow into a semi-truck, triggering an immediate explosion. After calling 911, Bear was spurred into action after hearing a voice from inside the truck which had caught on fire following the crash. It was a conscious decision that I'm going to be in. He needs help right now, Bear said and told the Idaho News. I ran up to the window and saw dripping hot flames all over the inside of the truck. I could see a guy in the seatbelt and he was not able to reach in and get it off of him. Or he or Brandon Bear was able to reach in and get it off of him. He was talking and I told him we had to get out of here right now. He said uh, Bear climbed said he climbed halfway into the wreckage and pulled 25-year-old Steven Jensen out through a rear window uh, between the passenger seat and the driver's seat. Uh, We walked away within seconds, and fire on the roof fell down inside, and the whole seat and cab went up in flames. Yeah, Bear said exactly. Uh, A few minutes later, there were a couple big booms and explosions. Jensen was airlifted to an area hospital that was in stable condition as of Friday morning, according to a hospital spokeswoman. Friday. I wonder if it was in slow motion. What say you? Were they like running away from the wreckage in slow motion and then have that huge explosion, that fireball behind them? Exactly. Leaping. Exactly. This was like probably my second or third favorite feel good story. Damn. Of all the feel good stories, I mean, who actually does that? For another person. Uh, I mean, you would. I would. Uh, no, no. If right? it's already on fire. It's a, uh, you know what? Die, sir. <laughs> I wouldn't say die, <laughs> sir, but I'd say, well, that flame looks really that close. That looks really hot. To that diesel tank <laughs> of fuel right there under your cab. Uh, but seriously, I mean, this is... Talk about springing into action. Well, well, first of all, how do you get hit by a train (laughs) in a truck? But then again, maybe the cross or the uh, whatever you call it, the 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 gates gates for the the railroad crossing Uh weren't working correctly. But what say you about former Eagles defensive end saving the day? That's that's impressive. I mean, how old is Brandon Beer? I don't even know, like, uh, you know, when he played for the Eagles. I'm sure you can pull that up for us right now. But that is that is pretty impressive. That's like uh, Superman type shit right there. Let's, Let's see, see. Brandon Bear stats. Let's see what his stats are. One tackle. <laughs> One tackle. I played for Philadelphia in 2014 and 2015. Played 16 games uh-huh. in 2014. But not particularly stellar numbers there. Yeah, no. Well. Uh, played five games in 2015. Uh, started two games. Yeah, the stats were not great. The stats were not great uh, for Brandon Bear, but which is why he's a former Eagles. Player. You know, which is why he's a former Eagles player. But this is, I mean, this is going above and beyond the call of duty. Yeah, uh, you know, to actually to actually save a man's life. I mean, to save a man's life from a burning truck. Yeah, well, he's one for one in saving lives. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's really the stat that matters. That is the stat that matters <laughs> and right there. he's driving around rural Idaho for some strange reason. Maybe he lives there now. He probably didn't make that much money you know, playing for the Eagles. He probably has like a couple of acres there in Idaho and he's just out there uh, saving lives. Yeah, I mean, this is a great story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's usually, you know, an NFL player you know, making monetary contributions yeah. to you know, either the city that he's playing in or, you know, where he grew up. But this is actually, you know, a guy jumping into action, pulling out a guy out of uh, out of uh, fiery wreckage, you know, I mean, after getting hit by a train, hit by a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> plane crashes into Boise, plane, Idaho, saves plane, 10 children. Plane crashes into train wreck. <laughs> but that's crazy. I mean, to go into a burning 
vehicle, Man. especially one where you have to climb up to get into it. I know. And get right? a guy he's, out of there. He's still in good shape, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's those trucks aren't small. Yeah, this should have been this should be on the news. I know that, Why is and, and, this not it, leading it pro- the news? It, it probably was in Boise. Yeah. This should <laughs> be on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, all of those channels. This yeah. should be on the news. But you know where you hear it, Ben? On Thirst and Gold. On podcast. Thirst and Gold, because we give credit to these guys that are making a difference out in the world, you know, contributing their money. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. saving lives. I'd love to see. Yeah, I'd like to actually see this on one of the cable news shows. I'd like to see the counterpoint to this, <laughs> arguing against the heroism of this. You know, well, you know, I don't think it's responsible to be. You know, he has a family and he has children. I don't think he really should have been putting his own life in jeopardy. I'd probably there. put a, some sort of political <laughs> twist on it somehow. Exactly. You know, you know, if it weren't for the, uh, you know, the the poor infrastructure in the country, <laughs> that train, that train track. You know, cross, cross. It would have been working. It would have been working. It would have been working. But those damn whatever, whoever's in power over Uh, there. Governor, governor of Idaho, whoever the hell that is. (laughs) But this is a great story. That must be a pretty easy job. Yeah. Governor of Idaho. There's not much to govern in Idaho. You have the governor, you have the the potato ambassador. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's pretty much, I shouldn't insult. Sorry to all our Idaho listeners. I don't know if there's that many. Idaho. There's probably not too many listeners in Idaho because there's not that many people in Idaho to begin with. And I certainly, you know. I, I apologize to the to the ambassador of potatoes. Exactly, exactly, Mr. Potato Head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Friday. That's the feel good story. That was a good feel good. That was like Superman shit right yeah. there. I'd like to think I would do it, but I don't know if I would. I think you would. I think you would. If, you know, if if it wasn't too hot. Yeah, I mean, but this is like. But we like do, you we said do running, hang out. running away from the truck is the fireball and go. Yeah, and, yeah, no. and even though the fire wouldn't reach them, it still blows them off their feet. Yeah, yeah, but in slow motion, it didn't yeah. happen. Even though it's in real life, it probably happened in slow motion. And you have to dive and yeah. roll somehow. Because that sort of thing only happens in slow motion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. And then he gets the Medal of Honor and all the other things that go along with it. Yeah. And he's also there with R two D two standing yeah. up there getting meet the, the president. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Meet the meet the president of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot. Finally, the week. Get the insulin ready. <laughs> and this is in honor of a very special holiday here in the U.S., just like last week, learning how to swim day, Ben. <laughs> yeah, Friday says he doesn't <laughs> yeah. do any research, but he knows what day of the week it is. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I, I know all the special holidays <laughs> here in the U.S. I mean, we, we got I think we get Monday off because of this particular and holiday. We, actually, we should. Yeah, I think we should. It is, I mean, it didn't is we invent vanilla pudding National Vanilla Pudding Day. And I mean, obviously, there's no pudding in this shot, and it probably doesn't taste like Ooh. vanilla. But uh, it, it, it's a thick shot because there's actually marshmallows in it. I'm not sure exactly how we're gonna drink this shot. You got to watch out for the marshmallows; you don't actually choke on them going down. Can you choke on a marshmallow? Uh, if it gets stuck in your esophagus, uh... I, well, I don't want mouth to mouth. I just want you to blow hard into my esophagus. <laughs> I don't know if I want to blow hard either, Ben. <laughs> Well, if I start choking on this, just blow them yeah. down my I'll, esophagus. No, I'll suck, I'll, I'll suck yeah. them out. Don't try And then to, I'll chew them. Actually, I think the, the remedy would be to just blow really, put an air compressor yeah. in my mouth and blow them down. If, do you have an air compressor? <laughs> yeah. In the garage. In the okay, garage. I'll make sure that I get that, you know, started. But tonight's well, shot. What inspired this one? It was, it was National Vanilla Pudding Day, Ben. Uh, that's why you hear the fireworks going off in the background. Course, because everybody, everybody celebrates this holiday in the U.S. It's a very big holiday. Um, just like uh, National Fast Food Day in the U.S. is also very big. Uh, but no, this this shot tonight, it has uh, mostly tequila. It's it's uh, regular, not tequila, sorry, vodka. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has vodka, uh, and it has 
caramel vodka. So we not only have regular vodka, we have caramel vodka. We have a little yeah. bit of half caramel vodka. Caramel vodka, a little bit of half and half, and also a little bit of white chocolate liqueur. So there's no actual vanilla in it, even though it's for vanilla pudding day. Um, but it's, it, I'm sure it's going to taste a little bit like uh, vanilla, vanilla-ish in I mean, flavor. It looks beautiful. And then on the on the rim, we have um, marshmallow. Uh, the puff, like uh, like the fluffy the, stuff, the fluffy stuff. Yeah, you, can yeah, actually, yeah. you can actually buy the fluff. And itself. name brand, it was name it brand. Was, no less. They don't sell anything else, yeah, but that the wasn't, name brand. That wasn't First Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's on the rim with uh, some chocolate sprinkles there, with some marshmallows added inside. And it was it was inspired by the holiday, but I also got the idea from Tipsy Bartender. Tipsy Bartender always has some great shots course, on man. there. Hey, Aman. And there's a uh, this is gonna be kind of hard to clean off the table, Ben, because uh, that that. Uh, marshmallow fluff is oh. uh, it's pretty sticky right there but um, you know tr- try to drink it down safely so I don't have to um, you know uh, suck the marshmallows out of your esophagus alright let's try this oh man oh that's strong I could just I was licking off some of the puff and I got a little bit of alcohol in there hmm. did you drink it down okay oh that's <laughs> stronger than you think yeah it, it's actually there's a lot of vodka Oh, Woo! holy shit. Mm. That's good, though. Actually, Ooh. getting, ah. I'm trying to drink. I, I almost choked on the, you almost had to suck the. It's spicy. The, In terms of. It almost I mean, is, actually. A little we're going to be slurring our words a, pretty soon. Has a little, it has a lot of bite to it. Mm. Oh, wow. Why does it have so much bite to it? It's a lot of vodka, but even so, vodka shouldn't have that kind of bite. Well, it's it's not the best vodka. It's um Tower vodka, which is Tower's not bad. Tower's not bad. I mean, it's cheap and it's you know fairly decent for the price. Uh, you can probably get like a one point seven five liter of it for like around twenty some dollars. But it also has that Veil vodka in there, and the Veil vodka is also not you know the highest quality vodka. It's usually um. It is on bottom shelf, sir. It is. It is on the bottom shelf. No, it is the caramel vodka. It is ever there next to the Ukrainian brand. Sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. We will invade it very soon. The shelf will be ours. This is the Crimea version <laughs> of this vodka, please. No, yeah, but Vale vodka. I mean, they make multiple flavors of vodka. I mean, there's strawberry. There's caramel. There's watermelon. Ooh. There's ah. Uh, I mean, what you name it, they have. <laughs> they have a flavor of that vodka. This one happens to be the caramel. <laughs> But it's actually has that. It definitely has a lot of kick. But it's actually not that oh bad. Oh my god, it's a lot of kick. I, I, I it had a lot of kick. That did have a lot of kick. But those uh, the marshmallows actually tasted. I pretty expected good. It to be like sweet and creamy and wonderful. Yeah, no, uh, so did I. <laughs> but it it didn't turn out that way. Maybe I should have added more of the half and half uh, and more or some, of some of the half and half. <laughs> no, but then the half and half is like kind of thick. It's a little too thick. It gets really. Creamy. Oh yeah, how terrible. Chunky. I mean, how terrible to have a thick, creamy shot. I mean, that we would had, be the worst. We, we, oh, they are for you. And we're, it had the organic half and half in there. We got it was those, the organic. Sonny's got like the high end uh, half and half in that there. Was, that was it. Was like freshly. Uh, yeah, the cow milk. came yeah. and put it in the bottle in the driveway, and yeah. then and then they capped it and drove they, away. Like, yeah, they they bring the cow in the truck. Yeah. They milk the cow there in front of you. You can choose. There's actually yeah. a couple of cows, and you can choose which cow looks healthier, and you want that yeah. milk from that cow. Bessie. But it was actually, you're you're right though. That that creamer, like when you buy the half and half, it's basically Ooh, it man, comes that in, was rough. 
It comes in that little uh, that little packaging. This one has actually glass. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's and a two dollar uh, deposit. Yeah, and and, and it, you can you can see the uh, the cream sort of coagulating. Oh, it's a on nice. The, it tastes good on the edges of it. Yeah, so that's that's actually some good uh, some good creamer right there. Um, that's but yeah, I probably should have right added a, a little bit more of the creamer, maybe a little bit more of the white chocolate liqueur because the white chocolate liqueur is about fifteen percent alcohol, whereas the vodka is, is forty yeah. percent alcohol. Oof, that so that was, was that was mostly. Uh, that was mostly vodka. I yeah. think that's what Antonio Bright has. Like as he walks into his house, he has a sign on the that essentially right in the foyer. It just says, "That's some good creamer right there," <laughs> like right there on the that's, on the side as he enters the house. That's some good gummy dick. <laughs> that's some good gummy dick right there. Come take. Can you paint my portrait? That's never going to get old. <laughs> just I paint mean, who, my portrait. Who goes out and throws gummy dicks at his ex-wife? I mean, that's Antonio Brown. Uh, Antonio Brown, only yeah, yeah. It's a cl- he's a class act. He, well, he he has become a class. He act, has been yeah. yes. I yeah, mean, all you have to do is just grow up a little bit faster. He's, he's changed. He's turned his life around. I mean, it's tough. He, I mean, it's tough. And you got to remember, these guys are in their twenties. Super 20s. Bowl. They're not very mature. Super Bowl winning. Yeah, Antonio Brown. I would not have wanted champion. my twenty, you know, twenty-five year old. Self to have been on national television. I mean, if you're going to throw gummy dicks at your wife, do well, it. I wouldn't have had a wife when I was 25. No, no, no. But I mean, at first least, of all, at least, at least just do it while your kids are not around. You know, don't throw gummy dicks at your wife or your ex-wife in front of the kids. Just, you know, if you're going to do it, don't do it in front oh, of, of course. them. Of course. I mean, the, the thing that's the classiest yeah. is the kids have to be out there getting into the yeah. police car. But I wonder, I wonder. I mean, if, if the cops, if the kids aren't getting into a police car, it takes all do you think they were the like entertainment the, value away. Do you think they were the Sour Patch gummy dicks? Oh, for sure. I mean, because those those sour those patch gummy dicks, those are really good. Yeah, because they got the sugar on the outside, and you, yeah, the you got the sour on the sour, inside. And you got the sweet and sour dick. Yeah, it's essentially like a Tony Brown. You know, <laughs> he's, he's, except it's reversed. He's sour on the outside, sweet on the inside. I don't wonder what flavors they had. But that's what you Tom Brady says. He's just sour on the outside. He's really a deep but down. sweet on the inside, just like sour patch. You know, yeah, so. he's sweet on the inside. I, where do they? I wonder. Can we find them on Amazon? Oh, I wonder I'm if we can nah, find nah, nah, Amazon's like the AOL of, Amazon. Uh, of shopping, it's not like Twitter. You can't say anything political, but you can show porn all day long. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I wonder. Maybe we should find some gummy. Maybe we should sample. Gummy Actually, dicks. we should have a gummy dick shot in honor of maybe in honor should, of Antonio Brown. Maybe we should have some gummy dick uh, samples, and then maybe a little bit of gummy dick. Uh, no, gummy vagine. Oh, they probably have it. I'm sure they do. Yeah, probably they do. But I don't mean. I'm maybe sure some, he got it for some party or some something. gummy butt. But I doubt you get. Yeah, I don't think you can get any. I don't think you can get pornography. Or that type of stuff on Amazon, but I'm sure you can. I'm sure, I'm sure you me, can get me, it somewhere. I'm gonna search. Gummy I would be shocked if you could right get it on now, Amazon. Let me see. I'm gonna search gummy dicks. Gummy. Gummy. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, they're like. Uh, I'm guessing they're a little bit. I mean. I oh, know, look! They have gummy penis candy. Uh, wait on uh, Amazon. Wait. I, no pink. No, it's pink panda. I doubt this they have it on novelties Amazon. Novelties grow a boyfriend. Sour gecko. No, yeah, they don't have it on there. Maybe I'm just. Yeah, write, Jeff Bezos has. I mean. Gummy Some pe- standards. Gummy penis ring. He he he, he makes sure that he uh, calculates the the proper location for red solo cups yeah, for his no, staff they, to pee in, in the warehouse. I'm, I'm wondering where they got it. Maybe maybe what's that store in the mall? Uh, oh, Spencer's. Spencer's probably. I'm sure. Has, he, I'm yeah. sure they have like specialty place where you can get it. But yeah, yeah I didn't think Amazon. Yeah, the, I mean, I Jeff Bezos has some some morals. It. Yeah, not many, but he has some. Yeah, but I'm sure there's like a sex candy place where you can get like because you can get cakes and yeah, probably a sex shop for, or something. But who? I mean, but. I mean, actually, they probably cost a lot of money. Like, shouldn't he have thrown something that's like inexpensive? Shouldn't he just throw some pasta at it or something, or some like rigatoni? M and M's, yeah, like M and M's or rigatoni. Because yeah, or... M and M's, if you really want, I mean, like if you get like uh, the M and M's, like the almond or like the peanut M and M's, like the peanut M and M's, that could leave some dents on her car. You know, if you really want to hurt her, you want to dent her car. It's like hail. But then again, it was his car. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah it was so actually the car that he paid for. That's why it was Which was, was soft, part of yeah, the okay, issue that, that they were having. That, that makes day. sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wouldn't want to dent my own car so he actually probably with was, my ex-wife. My ex-wife <laughs> wouldn't be driving my own car, but, you know... I guess when you make that much money, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, but he's. I'm guessing he's not going to have a lot of it left over. No, we could. We could probably have a. Whole we live in a We could house. probably have like a whole podcast just talking about Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown and taking shots because you're saying. Well, no, no you're supposed to say negative things about uh, yeah, Antonio Brown. I, I mean, I think he, he he turned it around. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, he leave turned, it. The, Belichick couldn't turn him around. Tom Brady did. Yeah, and yeah. Bruce Arians. Bruce Interesting. Arians, yeah. yeah. Interesting. You think that. Uh, Josh Gordon, he couldn't turn him around mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. But either neither could Pete Carroll. But yeah. we'll find out next year. Maybe he'll come back. All right, Franny. And the, oh, what were you going to rate that shot? Oh yeah, that I, I don't want to give you a bad rating, but that one. I would say a six. I like I like the the marshmallow addition to that. <sighs> I I really did like the um that sort of uh, texture that that added to that <sighs> shot because they were actually because they were soaking in the vodka for a while, so it actually wasn't as marshmallowy. It was almost like a a, a soft sort of sponginess to it. I was going to, yeah, I was going to give it a five. Maybe I can go up to six only because the, the liquid portion of that shot was so harsh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, that was rough. And maybe because I'm just not a big vodka guy. No, uh, neither am I. But that was, that was the, the, the liquid, like the, the alcohol portion of that shot was mm-hmm. very tough to get down. I was really looking forward to the marshmallows at the bottom. That should tell you something about what I thought, because I, I don't like the sweet shots. And I was like, oh, good. There's three marshmallows at the bottom of this glass to get to take the edge off this flavor. Yeah, but it mouth. soaks up the alcohol. It's it soaked up something. It soaked up something. All right, Friday, what's the next one on the big board? What would you rate it? Oh, six. Oh, six. Okay, so we're about that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to go lower. It's but above average. I can't go it's lower for average. one of your shots. Yeah, no, no, you can. What's what's. Honestly, what do you think? It about would that be shot? about a five. Okay, so a five only for you. because the vodka was so rough. I mean, it could be a four. I no, will, I will, I, five was no, okay. no five. No, I, th- I personally was... thought it was gonna be better than that. Yeah, I think maybe more cream next time. Now I'm not telling you what to do. Yeah, I yeah. don't do the shots. Yeah, more cream. Okay, I'll add more cream next time we do <laughs> this particular shot. <laughs> that's some good cream right there. <laughs> that's that should actually be the name of the shot. That's some good cream <laughs> that's right there. Some good cream right there. <laughs> shot. Yeah, because you came up with a name. I just can't remember what it was. Uh. uh the vanilla pudding pop? No, I like. I, I like. I know. The, I didn't taste the vanilla. That's some good cream. <laughs> that's, that's some, some good cream. Cream. If only the cream had went shot. into the shot. Yeah, that's that's some good cream shot right there. That's what that's what I'm going to post on Instagram. That's what we're going to post on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like it's like 1985 when I returned like Sonia's little uh, like her little <laughs> cream bottles because you got to return those two dollar deposit on those things. It's like the what's it called the. Uh, that five cent uh, charge that the, the yeah, C- yeah, yeah. CV, CV C, uh, CRV, the CRV, yeah, isn't that a Honda? It's also a Honda. <laughs> I wish I could get a well, no, um, yeah, my Honda. I didn't get. I got nothing in return for my Honda. <laughs> but Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week from your oh, man. That shot is sitting in my stomach. neck of the woods from Hudson Whiskey, New York. Woo. Proudly. On the label there, the NY, it is their Bright Lights, Big Bourbon, and it's highly rated. Yeah, this is actually supposed to be a nice bourbon. Uh, this is from Hudson Whiskey from the Toll, what is it, uh, Tooseltown uh, Spirits in beautiful, nice yeah, in beautiful Gardner, New York, which is right outside the town of New Paltz, New York, where there's a state university 
uh, one of the state university system, one of the four-year colleges in New York, in New Paltz, New York. This is about five miles from there. Uh, this is uh, the Hudson, New York, Bright Lights, Big Bourbon. Never want to shy away from the spotlight. Bright Lights, Big Bourbon. Has a bold grain forward, no holds barred straight bourbon whiskey. It's distilled from New York corn and aged in new charred American oak barrels with notes of rich vanilla and lightly salted caramel on the finish. It shines brighter than the rest. This is a New York straight bourbon aged a minimum of three, count them, only three years. 95% corn, 5% malted barley, ABV 46%. Oh, that shot. 46%, 92 <laughs> proof, uh, has notes of rich vanilla and lighty, lightly salted caramel on the finish, and it is kosher certified oh. for your Passover needs. So, <laughs> I, or whatever you actually... I, I, I don't know. I, I actually don't know if, don't, if you're supposed to drink kosher liquor, but, but I should probably just stay away from that right now. That's interesting that it's, that is, that is uh, I mean, that they actually put it on the website as kosher certified. I mean, that's... Yeah, unless it's... Uh, I, I don't know I, why. I, uh, yeah, I have no idea whether whether you're yeah, a I mean, particular type of, I don't even know how to say I, it, Jewish religion drinks kosher liquor. I have no idea. Uh, well, I, I think it has to do with quality control, actually. I think that that's part that's uh, a part of it. That's why they have those, uh, you know, the kosher hot dogs, because they have a certain quality built into the way that they make the hot dogs as opposed to just regular hot dogs where they have like whatever pieces of animal they have in there. Whereas the kosher ones have the more quality. higher quality yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean think, it, i think that's what it is nothing says quality like rosendale new york new pulse new york and gardner new york and it looks like not only that but they have uh, a cocktail on here the cash for gold so two parts hudson bright lights big bourbon whiskey uh three-quarter part fresh lemon three-quarter part honey syrup that actually looks pretty good. It right does there. look really good. That looks really nice. Yeah, it looks we like kind of like an old fashioned sort of. Yeah, sorta. we might we might want to put some like we want to yeah, yeah, that maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, I'll get some uh, some honey syrup. We'll probably forget about this completely, but we have fresh lemon. You have fresh yeah. lemon growing, Ben, and uh, I'll get some uh, some honey syrup. But I, I would guess honey syrup is basically like honey. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. But yeah, it's only aged three years, so I'm sure the bourbon snobs will turn their nose up at it, saying it's not aged long enough. It doesn't have. Well, I think for the... bourbon, that's 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 long for bourbon. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, some of the the reviews I wrote, I, there were some snobs that were uh, like, "Well, it doesn't give you. You don't get the taste of the barrel. It doesn't uh, sit in the barrel long enough." I well, want to sell the shit, you know. But it's light and new and. Mm-hmm. Uh, not particularly aged that long, mm-hmm. uh, so that was one of the critiques that I, that I saw because I, I researched this a long time ago because you know it's from we've had it for a week it's from now. where I grew up. Yeah, and we've had it for a week now. I mean, it was. I mean, this is something that we bought so last week. Try three, this week. It's three years in a week. Yeah, exactly. But it's been know, aging in the glass bottle. But apparently, the uh, what do you call? What's that one that uh, that one that uh, the pappy? Mm-hmm. You know, the pappy connoisseurs probably won't drink. Cheers, this. cheers to you, Ben. Let's give it a sniff. Oh, smells nice. Smells sweet. Yeah, you get a lot of honey, a lot of honey, little cream in there. Sweet, and it has a has a bite on the nose too. Has a nice harsh sort of cinnamon slash a little bit of sort of in there, a little spice for almost sure. Almost like a little paprika on the nose. A little bit of cinnamon. That's nice. It smells. It actually smell for a bourbon. It smells really good. I like that sweetness that you for get on the nose. Bourbon. It smells really good. You don't get. I mean, you get some woody notes, but it's not overly woody. Yeah, and that's and that's what that's folks, probably why it wasn't in the in the barrels long enough. And that's what folks were saying, right? It's not in the barrel long enough, so you're not getting all that wood flavor. So I got to get front is uh, 
song. The song for the brown. <laughs> Even though it's from New York State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. This song. I forgot about this one. But it's it's Well, it's, it's from my hometown. Almost. It is appropriate it's, it's right, though. It's, it's appropriate. Know, it's, it's really we close to where we're gonna want to listen to this. I spent all these years <laughs> things that are clear. Mostly vodka and gin. <laughs> Not vodka. Uh, well, when I was a kid, Mostly yeah. gin. Vodka and cranberry was just essentially cranberry. Uh, was that a, a Cosmo? Yeah, it was just what I drank when I, before I liked beer. I drank vodka and cranberry. Yeah, that's it's on the cover. It's it's a it's a My good thing you're drinking the browns now. Yeah, vodka and cranberry. Oh, not in high school anymore. Not in college. Well, it was good for the it was good for the the kidneys. Not in college anymore. Yeah, it's it's good. For well, by your, the time I got to college, it's, I was a, drinking it's beer good for your uh, for your UTI. <laughs> Yeah, by the time I got to college, I was into the beers. I was is off, it a UTI? off the rums. Is it, is it a UTI? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a UFO. Yeah. Cognac and rum. Yeah, Let's was, give it a taste. Though, that was a depressing. That was a depressing segment I watched last week. I was like all into the UFOs, and then they brought in this like uh, camera expert. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is that. This is that. This is this explains this. And I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, we're the. I was like, expert. I wanted to have some UFOs. It's God a paid damn. expert. Don't he can he can say whatever the fuck he wants to say, you know. But it all made sense, and I was like, God damn it! Why can't we as have an actual has, UFO? As long as it's expert in the title. <laughs> but it explains just, like, just like we're biz- whiskey and beer experts. <laughs> well, we are. It's in the title. We are. Yeah. Let's taste rise, it. A showstopper. Yeah, it was depressed. Ooh, I like the bite. Uh, that it has a, a nice bit of spice on the back of the tongue right there. Almost like it's almost like a rye, almost like a rye with the spice that you get on the back, but a little bit more sweetness. And it has you can definitely tell that there's 95% corn in this because it does taste a lot like those corn whiskeys that we did try from the Balcones, those couple that we did try. It's very reminiscent of that, very similar. Oh, that's nice, it's got a nice, creamy. Honey mouthfeel. It's got it's a cre- spiciness it's to it. A lot of cream. It's got a nice sweetness. I mean, it, it's a. It, it doesn't have the more soft, woody bourbon notes that you might get from, you know, something from Kentucky that's aged a little longer in the in the in the oak barrels. But this is. I mean, some of the reviews that I read said that it was it was too light. It didn't have the woodiness. It was you know it didn't it felt too young. I don't think that it does. No, but there's actually some complexity right there with the, that that slight bit of harshness with the spicy finish with that with those sweet notes. Uh, and, you know, as you drink it, I mean, it's almost like uh, you get a little bit of cinnamon in there, a little bit of honey in there. It's it's actually it's it's you don't get the woody notes, but you get a lot of other notes there. That's more like it. I like your song. <laughs> you gotta record one. Uh, no, I mean your voice is so—it's like a sultry voice, man. I mean, like mine is—it's—it's it's deep. Yeah, you know, I'm—I'm well, I'm, I'm like that—that—that that, uh, the bass on the boys to men, like you know that—that <laughs> that one guy that was just like in the background, like that the was, guy that's like it's so yeah, hot, so hot, <laughs> and you're the one to say goodbye. You, you <laughs> have to say goodbye, Mark. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, I actually we'd make a pretty good duo if, if we actually uh, you know, were a band, a barbershop duo. Yeah, yeah. quartet. Yeah, we should we actually do that. We, we got tour. a couple other guys. We could tour like A One Eight Brewery. We can go to San yeah. Fernando Brewing. We can go to uh, Golden Road Brewery. We Golden just, all, Road. All the <laughs> I could learn the banjo. <laughs> the banjo. Yeah, his voice is much. His voice is for television. <laughs> Mine is for radio. 
I, I would say it's for both, Ben. But no, this is actually it's 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 you know the uh, the Hudson whiskey rye was a very good offering. This is, good. this is also very good as well. Now, love the packaging. It's very simple, but on the shelf, it really does stand out compared to everything else on there. Uh, I mean, it, it, it looks like you know somebody just pulled up like um, Windows Publisher <laughs> and basically just chose you know whatever font they put it on there. It's just a simple you know label, but it it it, it stands out. You find it easily. But the the reviews, I mean, it has high reviews, just like the Rye. And Ooh, uh, you know, other than you know the 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 bourbon snobs out there that don't feel it's been aged long enough or whatever, uh, this is actually a very good offering whatever. from Hudson. Not me, but they, there's a lot of guys out there that you know they 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 try a lot of shit and then they poo poo other stuff that's a little bit lower in price or cheaper in price. You can find some really good bourbons, a lot of whiskeys Especially out there, bourbons, even yeah. scotches, blended scotches that are really good. And we've had blended scotches on the podcast that we thoroughly enjoyed. And, uh, you know, this, this is definitely, had, have you ever had the Ballantines like 25 blended? Uh, I have not. I've had Ballantines regular. I heard it's terrible, but I talked to uh, a buddy of mine this it, week. It, it does a good he, job of getting drunk. Yeah. I, I talked to a buddy of mine this week and he was talking about, we actually, it was strange because we were having an argument about work and, um, we started talking about scotch because to this person's credit, they always sort of bring me around at the end of the conversation to remember that we're friends and we shouldn't be arguing <laughs> uh even though it's where we work together so i have no choice but to argue with with this person um and he was talking about the blended scotches now they get a bad name and now you know people poo poo them and he, he there's this valentine's i guess either 21 or a 25 it's a blended mm. and he said it's really good I'm sure i have it is. my doubts i mean i'm sure it is i'm not uh, sure how much it is i mean i'm sure it's actually quite pricey you know, and, and pull up the. Uh, but I was I was surprised. To, I mean, because I think I hear Ballantines, and I either think of the cheap beer or the cheap blended scotch. But I was shocked to hear that that this person liked it because he's actually, you know, pretty spot on most well, of the time. A, they have a thirty year, also the twenty five year, the Ballantines twenty five year. Is it Ballantine? Is is it? It was a twenty one or twenty five. I can't remember. Uh. It's actually just looking online. It looks like it's one thousand two hundred pounds. Uh, oh, really? Which is that's about fifteen hundred dollars, probably, yeah. or maybe even more. It could be. Uh, that makes sense maybe given, given almost, his prior job. I'm not sure that what he could the, afford that. Yeah, I'm not sure what the exchange rate is on that, but it could be even more expensive than that. It maybe even closer to uh, you know twenty two hundred dollars, really, or twenty four hundred dollars, somewhere on there. I mean, depending on what the exchange All rate right, is. So for we'll, the pound. we'll have that on the show next week. Yeah. Him, he's going to miss his uh, yeah. June mortgage payment. Yeah, no, actually, I don't, I don't start paying until July. He's going to get this first letter from the from the bank that comes with a pink. They still send the fucking pink. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I forgot a mortgage payment like a year ago <laughs> for like, I don't know, it was supposed to automatically pay and I missed it. It was like the 15th of the month. Yeah. And they actually send you a, and you and through the little peephole on the, on the, uh, uh-huh. The communication that you get, it's actually pink. It's a pink document I on mean, the inside. Maybe because you don't receive too much pink mail. Well, it's the pink yeah. slip. They used to call it a pink slip, and yeah, it's like yeah. literally like it's pink. Yeah, to be no. like, you know, you fucked up. Can That's... you pay us? <laughs> well, I mean, you don't receive a lot of pink mail. So I mean that you know it's 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 you'll you'll notice that over all the other bullshit that you get yeah, in the mail yeah, nowadays. Yeah. And I noticed it. And yeah, I, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I remembered that I had forgotten a pink slip. to do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. how would you, uh, you know, how would you describe this this Hudson whiskey? No, I mean, it, it or is the bourbon. I'm sorry, it is it is sweet. It is actually sweeter than other bourbons. 
Uh, there's some honey notes there. I mean, I, I just like that little bit of a harshness finish, that little bit of uh, spiciness that you also get on the finish. It's almost, you know, like similar to the rye where it had that that nice uh, spice on the back of the throat. And uh, to rate this, I would say this is also about an eight. I mean, it's it's almost like a corn whiskey. Yeah, the mash bill is with, surprising. With, uh, you know, with a few other notes coming through there, but you know, it, it is it is very similar to that Balcones um, True Blue that we did try. Yeah. You know, probably it's been about a year now since we've tried that. We did try a couple of corn whiskeys, but it is very corny in its flavor delivery. Yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. I mean, it's got that nice harshness. Oh, excuse me, that shot. It's cozy. It's cozy. It's got the vanilla, the cinnamon. The spice, the creaminess, I don't mind that it hasn't been, it doesn't have that soft sort of bourbon sweetness that you get from an older bourbon. Uh But then again, do you, you don't always, it doesn't have to be that to be good. Mm, No. It just has to be what it is and be good at doing what it is. Yeah. And I like it. I'm going to give it an eight. And it is, what is it? 46% alcohol by volume. So maybe that's where the extra, extra bite comes from. Just a little bit. So you can write that down. An eight for you, and yeah, an eight. I like it for me. I man. will drink this again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're gonna we'll be forced to. I mean, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's there with all the other stuff that we have. So you know, eventually, this yeah, bottle... Friday's looking to stock his bar. What's he gonna take out of my house? That's the question. Uh, no, I mean, we only, only have about a hundred bottles. <laughs> Friday's gonna take everything that costs more than fifty dollars out of my house. No, I mean, the, that's what's gonna happen. The Sia, because you got me that Sia. Uh, that that was also blended scotch. The Balvenie Twenty One. We, we did enjoy it. Um, the Balvenie Twenty One is yours because you won that from a bet, Ben. So that's yours. All right, I got you the other. Yeah, one, the it was other, the, the other twenty. The Nadura, uh, which is you know I haven't taken that home. So the seat and the and the and the Nadura basically. Well, wasn't there the, the other one? The, the other twenty one I got you or the twenty five? Did, did I take that one home? The, that was the Craig Craigalich. Craig, Craig Craig you gotta take that. I one? have that one already. And, and, and <laughs> when you actually move in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you actually step foot in your house and lay your head on a I pillow, I was there today. I was you will, there. No, Sonia and I, I have a today. we have a housewarming gift for you, <laughs> but it doesn't. It's not a housewarming until you are inside the house. Yeah. Well. So just know that it is pending. <laughs> it's 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 move a, in pending. I have a lot of shit that I need to order, and uh, that's going to take a while. Was, man, like I talked to you about the refrigerator. Friday buys a house in fucking May <laughs> of 2021. He moves in in May of 2022. No, but I mean seriously, like. I, you know, just looking for a refrigerator today. They they can't deliver that shit until July for the one that I want. It's like yeah, what that's the why fuck? You gotta buy the one up the floor, floor no, model. But they don't, I mean, the floor model has dents in it and everything, has scratches on it. You know, if I'm gonna buy something, I want it to be like you know, you know, brand new. I don't want any scratch or I want to put my dents into it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you get a better price. You know, we want to we want to get over there and, and celebrate and drink and put our own dents into it. Well, I'm not gonna. But in your house, you're gonna be carrying around like a little, like uh like a little, little mini spray bottle and a rag. You're gonna look like a barback. You're gonna have like a rag hanging from your belt and a little spray bottle. Every time uh, I go in the kitchen and touch the fridge, you're gonna like. What do you want, sir? Shh, shh, shh. What you're do gonna you spray want? the fridge, get my fingerprints off it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, my, I guarantee. No, you're I don't think be so. Like I don't think so. No, I'm not like that. Did you go to the bathroom? Is the window open? Did you close it? My my bathrooms don't have windows. Did you close the window? <laughs> but Did you close it? Just spray some poopery, you came, please. Wait, you came from the other... Is, is the door closed? <laughs> Did you close the blinds? Did you turn off the lights? 
I'm paying for that shit. I'm paying for that shit. <laughs> now leave the water running. I don't care because I'm not paying for. I'm that. not paying for the water. Well, shut the lights off, yeah, yeah. please. Shower. You can come over and shower if you want to. It's I'm gonna have like that. three watt LEDs in every room. It's gonna be like it's candle. It's, gonna, it's just candlelight. It's gonna man. be like Jim Morrison's I'm, bedroom in every room. You're gonna it's walk gonna into like, the bathroom like here's here's a here's a lighter. Like why do I need this to 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 so you can see what the fuck you're doing in there? I gotta read something. Go in the reading room. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only room in the house that has lights bright enough to read. No, yeah. the TV's not LED or LCD. <laughs> the TV is is like whatever the whatever the like the cheapest light. It's like it's like solar. Uh, it's it so... only works during daylight and for an hour after dark. But but I mean, how much TV do we actually like? When I have the TV on in front of me, I don't really watch because I'm, I'm I'm on my phone as I watch. Not even watch them. I'm not on my phone. Yes, because you're one of them. It's just on in the background, just as as background noise. But you're on the phone, not posting on Instagram for Thirsty Gold Podcast. You shouldn't have said that. I'm looking at what other people are posting. You're not researching anything at all. That interesting posting that these people posted. Yeah, that comes up. Well, how often is that? How often is like you know what? That was worth my time. Uh, not usual, no, exactly. not, not very often, but you know. Let's see. Am I angry? Okay, I'm getting angrier, getting yeah. angrier. Okay, now let me look at the other side of the. Let me look at the. Okay, well, this makes me less angry. Okay, now I'm more angry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just yeah, scroll through it and see what other people are posting. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. Hey, I don't see too much Twitter stuff. I stay off. I my... see. I see the Twitter stuff like maybe once a week. No, I do it uh, every day. I do it Saturday. I do it Sunday. Because I, I like the stuff. I that do you it. Post. I do it during the week. Like, if when I, I have post time. something, I I noticed like I noticed a like from you like three months later. Like I liked this from episode one ten. Well, I never know when you're gonna post it. So I mean, I I can't check every day. Like if you if I knew you were gonna post if you it on checked Monday, every see if you checked every day, then I would post every day. But you don't. I do check every day. <laughs> I just don't always like remember to check. I post on Sunday. I post well. I post tonight. Yeah, I know. And I'll I probably need, post need, tomorrow, need, depending on how shot. hungover I am. Yeah, and then during the week, if if I have a really busy week at work, you won't see any like postings during the during yeah. the day. I'm not sure how many people are listening to this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I used to do it in the like on the toilet in the morning, but I'm like, okay, I gotta I, go, I gotta start work. I gotta start work. All right, next up on the big board, Ben. Yes, what is next on the big board? We have our beer of the week, and ah, I actually can't wait good. to try this beer. It is the Bug Zapper. It is from Avery Brewing. It is their sour ale, 6% alcohol by volume. We'll grab it from the cooler, take some photos, and we'll give it a shot. All right, hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back with our beer of the week, the Bug Zapper from Avery Brewing. It's a sour ale, 6% alcohol ban. I'm sure you have some information for us. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting name for sure. Well, it's a Bug Zapper. It's a perfect name. It's the perfect name, the Bug Zapper from Avery Brewing in Boulder, Colorado. As drinking professionals... They find inspiration from all walks of alcohol. A love for a certain copper-mugged libation led to the Bug Zapper, which was originally an experiment. An experiment gone right. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is like, like, it must be the same person that is writes this. Brian this, Griffin this writing this? I can just see Stewie like rolling his eyes like, all right. Okay. All is right. This, <laughs> is this a story that you're writing? <laughs> is this a life story? Maybe the protagonist. The protagonist. Does he does he realize the the things that he did wrong and he writes them at the end? And, and... <laughs> okay, you got it. All right. 
Uh, they were so proud and so smitten by the completely unique flavor this, uh, profile. Libation read by the Bug Zapper. <laughs> That's like one of my all time favorite scenes. They unique tried... flavor profile. Is this, uh, this is good. Uh, you have a little catchy colloquialism all in right, there. All right, Bry. <laughs> They were so smitten by the completely unique flavor profile, they tried 75 different recipes until landing on this uplifting sour oh, ale. I doubt that. With a clean and pleasant pucker. The more you drink, the less you feel the bite. Comes in six-pack cans. Uh, the description is electric, lively with bite. <laughs> Elect- what is Electric. It's, it's you know you just you just it's 2020. This is what you do on your phone when you're watching TV. Social media has led to this shit. That's why we have this shit. Uh, the malt varieties are aromatic honey malt wheat and two row, and the yeast varieties are house ale strain. Uh, allegedly, you're supposed to eat this with veggie well, only tacos. Veggie ta- only veggie tacos. <laughs> only veggie tacos. It can't be the meat tacos. That's interesting. Okay, it comes in a six pack. It's ale with lime zest, ginger, and mint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. I'll, uh, a love for a certain copper mugged libation, <laughs> which was originally an experiment. An experiment gone right. That's right. That is literally something that Brian would write. All right. Well, cheers to you, Ben. You have your beer there. I have mine here. Let's smell it. Let's give it a sniff. Oh, it smells nice. Oh, my God. It's actually really refreshing. I mean, I, I get all the Sorry, li- Brian. All fine. the libations. Sorry, sorry. Think it, do it, make it, or whatever that book is. <laughs> whatever <laughs> book. You can tell we watch a lot of Family Guy. <laughs> whatever, like, think it. What is it? Like, think it, imagine it, make it, or something. Oh, or, but you you do get the ginger in there. There's actually quite a bit of ginger in there. That, you get that it's got a nice, on. fresh nose. It does. This is actually one of the better beers, like, on the nose, just because it's so much different. You get a little bit of that beer sort of note from it but you get those like fresh sort of i don't know i, I can't explain it it's it's almost like a fresh spiciness that you get it's definitely faster than the speed of love <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if everybody's gonna get that all reference. right seth, I seth know if, mcfarland don't, i don't know if everyone's gonna get that reference i like but. the orville don't sue me <laughs> uh, oh man smells, that smells, smells so good it smells really nice i mean there's a little bit of sour note in there but you get that 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 nice bit of ginger spice yeah, I get too. The and ginger, a I get little a little bit of lemon, uh, citrus little, in there. A little bit of a like a yeah. a little bit of an ale. It actually sort smells. Of... It smells fucking delicious. Actually, uh, let's give it a shot. We've been disappointed before though with the smell. Yeah, we so. have. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it doesn't always taste like it smells like. That's good. A little skunky, but that's good. That is actually. It's nice and dry. But I like nice and nice and nice and. I like sour. the sour notes because they're not forced. It doesn't seem like it was added later, like it's some sort of fake additive that they add. I mean, it's, it's it, it seems like it was part of the brewing process. It almost goes naturally with that ginger, with that citrusy notes, and that little bit of beeriness that you get from it too. And yeah. the mouth, the mouth feel also not. It's not um, light. It's not like that sort of thin wateriness. There's actually a nice bit of body to the beer as it goes I down, too. I would want a little bit more crispness. No, I don't. Actually, I don't think I want a little bit more crispness. <laughs> oh, you like it? No, it actually has a nice bit of crispness. It's very refreshing. Uh, I mean, this would, I mean, obviously it's a little bit chillier outside, but on a hot summer day with a cold glass of this, perfect that would be perfect yeah. i mean it, it is nice i mean i'm getting i actually get the hops i'm getting i'm getting a little bit of the the honey malt i'm getting a little bit of the aromatic in the two row mm-hmm. 
but it's 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 an interesting flavor though. I mean, but it, not it's, overly sour, but nice and dry. It see, I'm not getting the dryness as much. I'm just oh. it has a nice mouth feel to it, but the dryness on the back of the throat, not really getting that. Yeah, but I mean, in the mouth, in the mm-hmm. mouth, like on my tongue, it doesn't. I'm not like sometimes the sour beer I salivate so much that it takes away from it. But I'm not I'm not getting that extra salivation on the tongue to where it's yeah. so. You know, it's so moist but in my mouth. It's a well balanced sourness where it's not ex- overly sour. It almost it it almost um, matches the sort of gingery flavor that you're getting from it too. Like both of them are well balanced, and the crispness is it is there. I, that's that's what I'm searching for when I'm looking for that crispness, Ben. It's, it's good. good. Yeah, that is that is a very good beer right there. And uh, I'm actually shocked at how good it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a, a huge, huge variety. Mm-hmm. Avery Brewing and Boulder, they have a huge number of beers that they produce. And usually when you have that many beers, they can't all be really great and unique yeah. and interesting. On the but can, this one is nice. On the can, it says limited release. I'm not sure how limited the release is. since uh, you know, Limited the, to the United States of America. Yeah. <laughs> and every total wine therein. Because if it was limited, it would be more expensive than what it is. I mean, I think this... Uh, the can was maybe two or three dollars for just the single can. Um, they don't have you know any six packs on the shelf there, uh, but they definitely are though, Ben. I mean, when you go to Total Wine, I could not find a lot of sour um, ales on the shelf, but now it's easier. We to started find. it. It is easier to find sour ales and the gooses out there, and uh, you know, I, gooses. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, 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 I really do like these sour beers, especially. I mean, if it was in the middle of winter, well, California winter, but if it was in the middle of winter, I maybe wouldn't enjoy them as much. But now it's getting a little bit warmer. You're looking for something a little more crisper to drink, something that's more refreshing. And, uh, you know, they definitely do the job. And, and this one is really good, actually. Oh, it's nice. I mean, it's almost like, you know, what do they call it? The, the kids in high school that they, you know, they, they, they do something until it's cool. And then when it's cool, they stop doing it. Uh, trendsetters. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was drinking IPAs back. Weren't in the you late... one of those kids? Yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking. Well, I am kind of. You know, as soon as I, I, my brain is naturally wired to be counter to what everybody else is thinking. I don't think so, Ben. <laughs> Whatever. <Yeah. laughs> if that was the truth, you wouldn't be wearing uh ankle tight sweats. Oh well, the, yeah, but those they just they, they, with I, like the with the with the with the Adidas uh, sneakers that a lot of the uh, the folks are wearing out. That there. might be true, yeah. but people that know me know I I've always liked tight fitting clothing just because it just makes me feel like more like I'm an ex like I'm naked because nobody has a Tesla. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, there wasn't a better car at the time. Uh, but I was drinking IPAs in the late '80s. I was drinking Saranac IPA. I was drinking you know Anchor Steam back then, and and then it just became totally totally cool. Uh, nobody's doing podcasts out there. <laughs> nobody's doing podcasts. But the sour beers, like with Ronnie, you know, to his credit, he turned me on to these sour beers. I hadn't really even thought no, about drinking No, it was actually my, my coworker, like, at, at work, and uh, she, she's like uh, sour. I think it's like sour.sippin.bay on Instagram. <laughs> she actually has her, I mean, and, and she actually posts all the beers that she tries, and, and she turned me on to the sour beers because I didn't really think too much of the sour beers. But now at the, sh- I mean, like when I was looking for them a few weeks ago, you couldn't find that many. But now at Total Wine, you definitely do see more of the sour beers. Yeah, and I think you'll see more of these in the in the bars and the restaurants because this is something that uh, I'm just from the few that we've tasted, it makes me want to eat. It makes me want to put something in my mouth after I drink it, gummy dick, like a food or a gummy <laughs> dick, but some kind of a dry, salty, uh-huh. like some kind of a salty sour food patch, item. Gummy dick. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so I think you'll see more restaurants serving them because it does lead, at least me anyway, to want something salty yeah. or crunchy after no, I it's, drink it's a, it. It's a great, refreshing sort of beer. And, and, and it's 6% alcohol. I mean, 6% is, is, that's, that's a, that's a pretty decent amount of alcohol for a beer. That sour monkey that we had, you know, weeks back, that was also fucking delicious. That one had yep. 9% and you don't taste it. I mean, you, you, it doesn't feel like it's a strong beer. You're just getting that nice, refreshing yeah. sort of flavor from the beer. Same thing with this one, 6%, you know, a lot of alcohol. I mean, a lot of uh, beers out there, you know, around four or 5%. This one's just a little bit stronger, but it doesn't taste like it has that much alcohol yeah, it's and, got and it's that, so easy to drink that nice sort of balance between like a rattler that sometimes is too sweet too fruity too yeah. sour too citrusy and like a pilsner or an ipa that's a little bit too bitter too light too beery that's good i mean because has, has, this is like a nice mix between i mean i wish two. it had just a little more sourness just a little bit more. Oh yeah, say that loud enough so that Just I can record it. A little bit more sourness, because <laughs> that'll be our new thing. Because we're probably well, apparently we're yeah. going to try every sour. No, but beer. I mean, I like I like the balance of it. I mean, the, just the way it is, but. Um, for my taste buds, just just a little extra, just a little bit more. Just a really, yeah. This just, to me is perfect. No, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is this is a great summertime beer. Well, how does your friend rate this one? I don't know. I mean, she, I don't know if she's had this one before, but um, I mean, I just found this one on the shelf, and I was surprised to find it. I mean, just just you know, with the because I think we tried the Avery Brew. I can't remember which Avery yeah, Brew we, we did tried. Try one. I don't know if it was a sour one. And yeah, that's what it was. I think it was. Yeah. And, and to, to find another one from the same brewery because they'll have like one offering that is sour, whereas they have, you know, a couple. That was, I was surprised to see that from Avery Brewing. But uh looks like they're ahead of the curve right there. I mean, they, they know what people like and they're brewing it. Yeah. I think we tried the. Well, they have a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's what I mean. They have a lot of beers here. Oh, there that, that's, the El, the no, that's the El Ghost. Yeah, we tried the Ogos. Yeah, that one is a little bit. That one was also good, but this one I would say is better. Yeah, this was the session sour ale with limes and sea salt. Yeah. I think I like this one. Mm-hmm. That one. Seemed, I like a salt. I like salt in my beer. Salt in my chocolate. Salt but that in one my... seemed like it was a little f- more forced with the sourness, whereas this one seems yeah. like it's a more natural sort of sourness on the beer. Yeah, this is this is nice. Yeah, this is actually really good. It's really good. We'll see what I find next week. At Total Wine, whether it's uh, another sour, I'll see if there's more sours on the shelf. I think I mean, we're we're uh, yeah. You might have to go to Valley Sour. Uh, <laughs> no, there's it's a, a beer store that only sells sour beers. There's a place. There's that place in Silmar, right off the five that they they have a lot of a lot of beers. I, I can't remember what it's called though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, it's basically just beers that they that they sell. I believe maybe it is. maybe maybe they sell other um, varieties of alcohol as well, but. It, it, that's that's a, well, a we're starting the trend yeah we I, I think so ben i think i think the reason people are drinking more sours is because of us i think I, uh, yeah so thank you to yeah, our longtime yeah. listeners as I'm, well I'm as our be, new listeners for be, spreading I'm, the word on I'm, the sour beers i'm gonna be just as humble as russell wilson and say that i think it's us i think we're the reason tyler lockett you suck <laughs> offensive line you also suck <laughs> i'm the best Running i'm the backs, reason you suck i am the reason that we are winning football yeah. games bobby wagner you also suck <laughs> Uh, sorry, Russell Wilson. I know you've given me a lot of exciting times, exciting games to watch until you lose in the playoffs, in which case then I have to deal with all of the mistakes that you made during the game. And you have to deal with your, your wife. Well, yeah, but she well. assumes they're going to lose. Yeah, that's right. Every, every game that the Seahawks go into, she assumes they will lose that game. And when they do win, 
she's excited. So, you know, I'm the reverse. I am excited at the beginning of the game. And then I am disappointed at the end of the game as a Steeler fan. But I'm typically excited in the beginning. Like, I think we have a chance in the beginning. 11-0. You were (laughs) were really good in the beginning of this season. Well, we won two more games after that. (laughs) Yeah, 13-3. No, but that is a really good beer, Ben. Where would you rate this beer on our Thirst and Goal rating scale of beers? And uh, now we've tried quite a few sours, and we can kind of compare it to the other sours that we've had on the show. I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, it's was, up there. I was actually thinking this exact same thing. It's a nine. I do like that gingerness, that gingeriness that it has, that sourness that it has, that natural sourness that it has, and it has that nice bit of crispness. Oh, it's really nice. I mean, I, I mean, I, when I go for sushi, I love, love, love that pickled ginger. I could eat it all day, and I could eat it as a side. I could eat it as you know on my salad. I could eat it anywhere. Mm. And this reminds me a little bit of that with the sourness, with a little bit of the ale flavor, a little bit of the beer flavor. Mm-hmm. But that ginger, as Franny said, it, it really comes through and it feels natural. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, it was it was part of the brewing process. It doesn't seem like it was added afterward just as like a, a flavor additive after where they do that saccharin like they did in this, uh, um, the Jim Beam vanilla. Yeah, can, or the bourbons, the scotches. Yeah, where taste the, it, whereas this one is just a natural, like it seems like it's part of the entire process. Where they put that... Um, like the the caramel coloring into yeah. the scotch and the bourbon to make it no reason, to, to no make it darker, that. like the art bag. They don't do that. Yeah, that's why it tastes like it punches you in the face, even though when you pour and it, you got your fist right there. Baby. Yeah, when you pour it, it looks like oh, this is gonna be light, and then it hits you right in the face. It's like gasoline is a very light color. <laughs> it doesn't need caramel coloring to be gasoline. Yeah, no. Our, <laughs> and, and I think that throws a lot of people off that play around with the gas. Like you've seen all those videos on YouTube. Like where people try to light a fire with gasoline, don't. You, don't, you don't need a whole gallon of it. You just need, if you need anything, you like, don't need any gasoline. You don't need any gasoline next to the actual fire but itself. A, a drop or two drops of gasoline is 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 fine. Just like you know, a sip of a clear Ardbeg. Oh, for will sure, hit you in the face for sure. I mean, I learned that the first time I tried it. By the time the gasoline is out of the can and near the fire, it's already in the can. <laughs> yeah. The can is, and, and thank God I was you're young the one, enough. You're the one running around, uh, spilling it all over the yard, lighting the yard on fire. Yeah, thank God I was young enough that my reflexes were fast enough that I realized what was happening and I threw it, you know, I threw it across the yard. But by the time that thing pours anywhere near the fire, it's already back up in the can. And on your clothes. And on your clothes. Yeah, I had a friend down the street when I was a kid who burned uh, at third, fourth, was there fourth degree burns? Whatever it is. I, don't, I think it goes as far as third degree. Third, his fourth degree, he, that's, uh, his leg looked like completely like, you know, like charred Swiss cheese. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to start a fire with gasoline. It looked like Deadpool's face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So stay away from gasoline. Good. That's a that's 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 a good uh, public service. The more you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brian. And, and knowing is half the battle, Ben. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna write a book. Uh, it's gonna have a good. Hey, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Franny. That's it. Are you ready? Anything else to add for nothing? I mean, that's that's actually better than I expected. Yeah, that beer. Me too. Me yeah. too. Uh, what's next up on the big board, Franny? Next up on the big board, Ben. Unfortunately, it's our housekeeping to finish. Oh, it's the worst part of the show. And yeah, if you're still think, listening, I know. Seriously, please shoot us an email. And tell us why you're still listening. Mm-hmm. A show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer review. Thirst and Gold Podcast. Please head to our website at thirstandgold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes, all 125 of them. 
You get the show notes and get links to all of the stories that we cover, uh, as well as the feel-good stories and all the stories. You get links to all of the bourbons, the scotches, the cognacs, the ryes that we review. You get links to all of their websites and reviews. You get links to all the beers, ales, and IPAs that we review as well. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, as well as Apple Podcasts and the rest. You can also get us on Amazon as well as Audible and Pandora. Please leave us a review. How many stars, Franny? Five stars only, Ben. Just pound it, crush it, give us a five-star review. It would really be a big help. So we truly appreciate it. You can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. You can follow us on Friday's amazing uh, Instagram account at Thirstand. I'll post this stuff on Friday next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll get it. Uh, we'll get this to you like the episode hours. episode one twenty seven. You'll get before, the, before. episode one twenty five on Instagram and on um, my mediocre Twitter account at Gold Thirst. And check out all the photography as well as the feel good stories as well. Thank you all for listening. Friday, anything, anything else to add before we finish up the night? That shot is still like yeah, lingering I mean, in my stomach. We're only about it. two hours and two minutes in. Ben, do you want to drag this out to two and a half hours? Because uh, you are really good at dragging out podcasts. Well, how at, about at the, how about those NBA <laughs> how about those NBA playoffs, Ronnie? What do you think about that? Uh, we'll see what happens, Ben. <laughs> we'll it's still what... early on. All I can say is go Lakers and go Knicks. Beat the Hawks, please. Beat the Hawks. Yeah, do, do the Knicks have the same uh, sort of um, uh, music that bu- that the Buffalo Bills have? Uh, uh, not quite yeah, as exciting no, no, no. as the Bulls. No, okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so very much, everybody, for listening out there. But nothing exciting happens to the Knicks, so that's true. You know, it is what it is. The Knicks want to make you want to shout. Is that? <laughs> no, no, they don't, they don't no, I can't remember what the what the MSG. I mean, just being an MSG is. That's a pretty shitty it's, stadium. It's, it's a pretty shitty stadium. It's the mecca. It's a shitty stadium. It's the I, mecca. There's no mecca over there. That's, it used to be the mecca. If they won multiple, boxing, if they won basketball. If they won multiple championships over there, okay. Well, they they, they won have won multiple, multiple more than yeah, one. Yeah, okay. They have two, and it was like back like fifty years ago. But uh, <laughs> it's I, I don't know why people are so high on that place. Uh, well, because it's New York City. It's yeah, the but, it's the heart of the country. It's the the the, the prime city yeah, of the nation. I still think Staples Center is better. Staples Center. I mean, Staples Center is like Disneyland. Cha- if Disneyland had, there's a, been had more a, championships won in yeah, Staples but the Center. Stadium itself is pretty lame since '99. Well, come to our then, outdoor balcony and get your hors d'oeuvres and your fifty dollars sushi. Oh yeah, here you go. Here's yeah, your, here's here's yeah. your uh, what sauce would you like? Your with? Jack and Coke with exactly one shot of yeah. Jack. Was your uh, would you like uh what, what type of uh, sauce would you like? We have a we have a chipotle. We also have a a, a, a dewy sauce. We have <laughs> a sauce with ginger and and some spicy heirloom tomatoes. Some coriander. Yeah, it's like yeah. going to a San Francisco Giants game. You know, no thanks. Just give me a hot dog. Hot dog. Just give me one that hot sounds, dog. That sounds like a New York game right exactly. there. Exactly. I don't need a special andouille sauce with my hot dog. Just give me ketchup and mustard and cheese and relish. <laughs> give me a Philly cheesesteak. Exactly. All right, Franny, anything else to add? Uh, nothing else to add except, once again, thank you everybody so much All for right. listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.